Hey, this is Benjamin Mara. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Miss that sound, boy. Yeah. It is hot. This is all is right with the world. It's like I had two rooms over the past two Nice. Yeah. The ones I use. AKA your balls. No, I don't use them. Our balls, Lynn. Mine are. It's like a Bernie Wright to draw. It's a hot summer day, yeah. It's a vigil thing. I love to see his face. He is a foul Some of the some of the, the sketch covers he I only like to call sketch covers. Some of the commission covers that he, he does. They are just horrifically foul and I love them. You see the one he did with Shauna and Wolverine? No. <laughs> Dude, you gotta oh, see I think it. I need to see that. Yeah, it's a Ooh. Savage Wolverine cover. And Shauna's Shauna's on the cover and she's all spread eagle and making it, you know. And Wolverine's on the back with his pants open. Nice. <laughs> oh, that Tim Vigil. Oh, I must be a little rusty because I did not get my notebook ready. What in the fuck? And I, I, I know. I usually have it right here waiting What's for my notes. You? My notes. Oh, dude, I don't have these a pen. Utes, these two oh, utes. This is Cray. Cray, Cray. Some serious business. What, what kind of business? Always serious business here at uh, all sorts of business. EOC Central, isn't it? Oh yeah, you know it. We take this very seriously. Mad flavor serious. I think Vince is I'll a get rusty. It. I am not mm-hmm. rusty. I'm I'm so like willing to jump in. I'm like mi- mad rusty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> rusty like a trombone. Girl, like a- hit with. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, we're giddy. Oh, let's do this. Hey, everybody. Who's that? Who? It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 379. And my name is Vince. I have never read a Scotty Young comic. B. <laughs> That's who I am. I thought it was the ghost of Christmas past. I am David A. Price, and I'm not producing this week. So everybody rejoice. Oh, they'll be able to tell. Yeah, no shit. They'll be able to, yeah. Yes, and playing stuff that you would never That's it. Play. Step all over. Seriously. Nelson's back. <laughs> 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 I do. Uh, coming at you fresh from my hit TV show, Ink Master. I am Dave Navarro. Oh, I just, I was watching that last night. You couldn't sleep? Some of those things are foul. I love that show so much. <laughs> I watch it religiously. In fact, it wasn't on. It was preempted last week for some reason. I was livid. I was convinced. Table show preempted. I don't know, dude. That's (laughs) there's a formula. Have to like come out with a new like fucking roast master, and that's why they. How do you pre? It's it's basic cable. I don't understand how something like that could be preempted. That baffle. I'm 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 done. First of all, Dave Navarro. I'm I'm very comfortable in saying very handsome man. But anyway, there's a formula going on. Sorry, there's a formula going on with that show. If I absolutely despise the tattoo, usually the panel will think it's great. That's not unusual. Is that that how it works? 
I mean, but the same can be said for the comics you like too. That's not, I mean, that, that's a pretty good barometer. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty much in tune with, with artistic styles and some of those people, they just don't have it. And Jason, we've lost him. Oh, no, I'm here. I'm here, dog. No, there you go. Okay. I did lose you for a second though. But it's not Dave Navarro. You're not Dave Navarro because that you'd be smelling like Carmen Electra if you were. You that are Jason I know, right? Shit. Especially in her prime. Prince had some. You are Jason Wood, everybody. There you go. And you don't have to produce bad tats <laughs> to get cheap comics. All you got to do is just fire up your internet browsing device and go on over to dcbservice.com. That's discountcomicbookservice.com where you can reap the rewards of huge, massive, really deep discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles, such as, you can still get these, you got some time, from Paper Cuts. It's Dennis the Menace, hardcover volume one, the classic comic books. This is uh, written by Fred Toole, and the artists are Owen Fitzgerald and Al Wiseman. This is the classic stuff, hence the name. Um, the cover price on this bad boy is nineteen ninety nine, which is not bad in and of itself. But you, as a member of the D-Sub Army, see that? You know what D-Sub Army stands for? Oh, Discount yeah. Discount Comic Book Service Subscriber Army. Oh. <laughs> oh, I made that up myself just now. You can get 45% off this bad boy. It will only cost you $10.99. From Image, Jason and other uh, very uh, well-read individuals have been individuals with taste have been singing this man's praises for a long long time andrew mclean it's headlopper number one it's going to be quarterly and thick and beautiful and you can mm-hmm. get it for two dollars and 99 cents that's 50 percent off the 5.99 cover price yep. last but uh-huh. yeah last but not least this has been brewing for quite a long time and thankfully you can get it all now in one convenient uh, space. It is the Sandman Overture Deluxe Edition hardcover. I don't even know if it's the end of the series, but all I care about is I get six issues of this thing in one shot, written by Neil Gaiman, illustrated by J.H. Williams, cover price twenty four ninety nine. your price $12.49. That's stupid cheap for Sandman Overture. It's gorgeous. One but cheap. From, yeah, and you can get that at Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Go there. You'll be stunned. How little you'll pay for your favorite books. Nice. Yeah. That's hot. It is hot. Welcome back, dude. I'm glad to be back. I was missing y'all. Oh. For real. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding. You know, when I don't get my, my weekly dose of, and that wasn't only a weekly dose. I was missing from the Facebooks and everything for two weeks. Oh, yeah, you were. I was. I mean, you were posting. Yeah, what's that? Can someone please tell Vince that Twitter's not just a place to to echo his Facebook? No, that's really all it is for me. That's true, it is. It is. Yeah. Why don't you tell him yourself? Why don't you tell him? (laughs) What are we drinking? Why are you talking to Jason? No, that's what I was doing for two weeks, talking to myself in my head. Because you you weren't there. Oh, really? That's okay. I would text no one. The answer is like, fuck him. Oh, yeah. We have our, you know, boo two thing going on, so we'll just forget about him for two weeks. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's do the drink roll call because I'm very interested to uh, learn what Mr. Price you're, is. You're is back, drinking. bro, so, you know, go ahead. Break it down. I am drinking at, 
from it's been a while away from this oh, this wow. godlike nectar. I'm drinking the Pepe Mac. She oh. brought me home five, six, two liter bottles, and I'm just loving it. Snappy, snap, snap. Oh man, I love this stuff. It's got a, a musky kind of taste to it, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you try you trying to make me feel bad, bro? That, that, and no, it's really the caffeine that gives me my jolt. Because without it, I'd be fucked. And it's Pepsi that gives you the run. So, and I know, <laughs> I, know. I know what Jason is not drinking, but I'm dying to find out what he is drinking. Yes, uh, I am currently dealing with a mind-numbing headache from going through caffeine withdrawal, but uh, this too shall pass, or so they yes. tell me. Yes, it will. Uh, and in the interim, as, as Vince steps over me now by pouring something, um, I am drinking mandarin orange-flavored seltzer. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Mandarin orange, wow. Seltzer, I thought you hated seltzer. I, I haven't had seltzer in years. <laughs> Like fucking bizarro world. <laughs> Me hate seltzer. Me mm. and bizarro. No, it's pretty seltzer. good actually. Yeah. Good. I'm. I'm. That that does me. It makes my heart just like throb. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Come on, it's refreshing, isn't it? It's good. Yeah. It's, it does produce a it, lot of gas. It's no lemonade. Yeah, that cool, refreshing drink. I just gonna Yeah. Gotta win this race. <laughs> Gotta win this race. It makes your undies a little puffy at times, though, because it it is very gassy. Oh, I got crazy gas as it is, so it's all good. That's all good. (laughs) The wife is used to it. She's like, "Oh, it's the seltzer." No, it's not. It's it's crazy. It's It's all right. Cray, cray, gas. Skinny dude, how can you have crazy gas, dude? Relax. Oh, where's where's Scotty? (laughs) Oh no, where's Scotty? We need. Shit. That's cold, Mr. Price. I missed you. I missed you. Please tell me you're drinking the grape. I am drinking the grape, and I am drinking something. Yes, and this doubly will please you. Uh, I am drinking, I had this a couple weeks ago with Jason and I, we were here, and it was, uh, it was a limited release, still limited. Um, authentic black, it is Gnarly Head. Yes, it is. From, uh, Lodi, California. My uh, pick of this week was selected just for you, Mr. Price, and you'll see why. Oh, I start snap. Talking. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's a thematic thing. Mm. Oh, well, wait. So something that, so something that should be, should you should have read, in light of your love of something, but uh, as I learned last week, you didn't. You've never read it, which is baffling to me. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, you're right. I it's it is baffling. I um, there's really no excuse. And I mean, and we'll get into it when um, we will when 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 you bring it up. I don't know if it's going to be your. It's not true in your travels. You're actually going to talk about it. No, no, it's my spotlight thing because it, it, there's it's very involved. Mm. It's spotlight segment. That's what it's called. Or, AKA, we'll settle in, everybody. Out, take a leak, and you know. It, that's give, not give, give nice. the wife's kiss goodnight and check emails. That's not funny. That's not, in real quick. <laughs> real quick. That's not funny. I'll make a sex tape. Oh, snap, it's a vine. All right, that's cool. <laughs> hey, man, whatever works. <laughs> Get in where you fit in. All right, so I heard uh, that you both. You heard. Saw, I heard, I heard that you, you're the third party because you didn't listen to the episode. You both saw the Ant-Man. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you talk about it last week? No, because we were hoping. Well, because A, Scotty hadn't seen it when we recorded. Uh, and, and two, we were going to wait for you because we always tend to, to talk about. I mean, we discussed our, whether we liked it or not. We didn't. Right. Yeah. It was, it was in, in my, um, when, when we look over the phase one and two, all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies to date, it's my number five in my top five. Wow. Is that a good thing? It is. Well, well, all right. No, what's above it? (laughs) What's what's one? Well, all right, so, so I listen to last week's episode. Uh, I, know, I, know, I don't want to. I don't want to read it. I already downloaded it. It's no, automatic it's, with it's, that freaking <laughs> iTunes. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that the first, it's Avengers, probably Cap one and two, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy are all above it. Guardians of the Galaxy is number one. Oh, I knew that. The Winter Soldier is number two. Bing. Avengers is number three. Okay. And I think it was, it wasn't Iron Man, was it? What the, it was my number? Oh. Yeah, no, it was a week ago. It sucks. I have, <laughs> oh. I have it right here, but it's, it's, um. Baffling how you can consider any of the Iron Mans better than the Caps. No, well, because the Winter, the, the first Avenger is a, um, is, is, uh, Better than any Iron Man movie? Actually, it's, it's Guardians of the Galaxy, The Winter Soldier, Avengers, Ant-Man, then Iron Man. The the first Avenger is, is a period piece. I'm not big on, on, on World War II stuffs, and that's oh, much wow. what it primarily consists of. So, that. you know, it's, um, after Iron Man, it's Age of Ultron, then Iron Man 3, then The Dark World, then Thor, The Mighty Avenger, then The First Avenger, then Incredible Hulk, then lastly, Iron Man 2. You got this all mapped out. I totally agree with you on that last one. Because Iron Man, t- yeah. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah I think that's consensus. Yeah, it's pretty cool. much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Ant Man, yet it still made a billion dollars. Whatever. Ant Man is. I'm sorry, no, it's not my number five. It, it it knocked Iron Man down a peg. So yeah, so it's my number four, and that's it. I I enjoyed it, and and Jason enjoyed it, and and I I think we think you'll you'll dig it because there are some things in there that that are pretty um fanboy. Squee moments. So yeah, you'll dig it. Mm-hmm. Did they at least do a shower scene? Please tell me they did a shower Between, scene. Between um, Scott Lang and Hank Pym, sure. No. I.e. the, the Ant Man that you don't like. <laughs> uh, you'll have to see it. Mr. O'Grady. I will. I'm trying to get there this week. You should. Alright. Cool. I heard it's a, a visually, it's kind of a home run. The visuals are very nice, I heard. Yeah, that's true. We won't, go there. we won't go there until after. We have all seen it, y'all slackers. <laughs> so what What have you read? I want to hear from you guys. The audience is dying to hear you talk about a comic. It's been a <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not going to let me lead with this because it's going to no, be asleep. No, but it can't be the yeah. only thing you've read. Okay, I've read. All right, I know I've read something that you both have read. And I just okay. want to go on record as saying I called it. With the first issue, bitches, I read Weird World, number two. I haven't read it yet. Oh, please. Are you <laughs> shitting me? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. <laughs> <sighs> Classic episode in the making here. Well, anyway. But, dude, by no means should that stop you from talking about it. It, there's really not much about the issue. Uh, to It's, it's not deep it at is, all. It's, it's more of the same. 
Yes, it's a fight. Uh, written by Jason Aaron, illustrated by Mike Del Mundo, color art by Del Mundo and Marco D'Alonso. Um, Archon is, uh, is captured by the, the Lords of Atlantis. There's nothing really deep concept in it. While he's incarcerated, he encounters someone who I had an inkling, not this particular character, but someone from this book or, or a bunch of someones would eventually show up. And I was right. Jason Aaron is pulling Kristar into this. And I said mm-hmm. to David, whatever happens, I don't care. I just want Kristar in the Marvel Universe again. That would be awesome to get that character hobnobbing with maybe Ben Graham or, or, or somebody, you know, worthy. And um, <laughs> But anyway, uh, he encounters Warbo from the the Kristar book. Uh and um they don't exactly hit it off but decide to work together and during a battle Archon drops that wonderful little map he made and Warbo tells him that you know what you're not the only dude on on Weird World who has made a map. I got a map and I'll I'll give you my map but only if you help What's me. What's your map got to do with me? I got a map. I got a map. All you have to do is help me free my leech, my 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 uh, my buddy, the, the the prince of Crystallium, which everyone knows is Kristar. And uh, in the meantime, character has been since like 1988, but everybody knows. Michael Goldman, <laughs> dude, those covers are awesome. Everybody knows. Michael Goldman's um, older than characters older than, than than the minion, but everybody knows. Everybody knows. I guarantee yeah, you, Scotty that. hasn't heard of Kristar. <laughs> and who's that? Um, anyway, in the background. Morgan Le Fay tames Archon's beast, not a euphemism. She gets the dragon to, oh, yeah, to do what does. she wants. Yeah. It's just some. So give me a saddle. It's all nasty, it, it, Like I said, it's not, it's not, um, it won't tax your brain, but man, it will sear your eyes. Oh, yeah, How beautiful. It's visually stunning. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing. Um, just the, the vistas and the dragon and, uh, the, 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 the lava warriors. And I think he does a good job with, with Warbo too. Very imposing. And then something happens at the end that makes you question Warbo's sanity. Just, <laughs> a little uh, bit. Just a little bit. No, it's a great issue. More, more of the same. More of the same greatness that was the first issue. Swizzle. And you didn't read it, which is baffling to me. Hey man, busy this week. I saw All right. hours in the day, man. Oh, come on. What did you read, exactly. Angie? Um, I continue to have, uh, this is, this is the year of Mark Miller for me. Wow. I, I, you know, the Chrononauts had the, uh, the, the Starlight had the, uh, um, the third one I can't think of right now. <laughs> uh, you were just SpongeBob from the movie. And another third thing. Like, <laughs> but, but but this week I read written by Mr. Miller, uh, illustrated by Mr. Duncan Figredo, MPH. Oh yes. Uh, I forget. Did one of you talk about this? Yeah, you did. With the first issue, yes, I read. I, I enjoyed the first issue. Did you read the rest of it? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, doesn't that doesn't add up? Um, Why would you enjoy the first issue and then not read the rest? Because it's it's easier for me to digest things in 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 mass, right? And I, I will check out a first issue to gauge whether or not I want to eventually seek out the collected edition of such things. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, you know, you know how it is. 
we have we have busy lives. We do, we do. Well, it it, um, it is a story essentially about um, a young man who is doing some illegal activities, but he's generally an optimistic sort. He's essentially doing this just to earn enough money to allow him to go legit and marry his girlfriend and live happily ever after. He reads tons of self-help books. He's uh, a good-natured guy, you know, but he is a, he's essentially a, a runner, a courier for uh, a mobster in Detroit. Um, but, it, but you know, he, he sees it as an end to justify the means. Unfortunately, he gets busted by the 5-0 and gets sent to jail. And while he's in jail, as is wanted to happen, um, his optimistic look on life gets turned on its head. And he's never taken a drug and he's avoiding drugs, but he finally succumbs because he's got, he, he's lost his girl. He thinks he's lost his girl. He thinks that, uh, you know, he's going to be in jail for, um, he, he was sentenced for 15 years, but he was going to get out on good behavior after a couple years. But then after he loses his girl, he snaps and he beats up another prisoner. So he has no chance of parole. So he's thinking his life is sort of over. So he goes to take a drug, a pill. Um, and uh, the, 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 prison drug guy hands him the the bottle of pills and it says MPH on it and he takes it and it gives him, imbues him with superpower. Um, most directly super speed, but like flash level super speed to the point where um, he could do lots of things. And again, I guess not dissimilar to the flash, but he can, you know, he, he basically everything around him looks like it's frozen in time. So he can go anywhere, do anything he wants. I mean, he can circle the earth in less than a day. Um, you know, do pretty much whatever he wants. He can, he can, uh, um, you know, the world is his oyster essentially. So he escapes prison, gets his girl back, gets his best friend back. And, uh, they have this bottle and he says, listen, he counts the pills out and he's, it's the bottle says that they work one, 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 one pill per day. So he and his, his best friend and his girlfriend, um, decide to use the pills until they're gone with the idea that they would take that week that they have to amass enough money such that their lives will be uh, forever changed. And they go about that. But, you know, that old saying, power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely. So things don't go according to plan. And it looks like the book is going to have a really dark turn because there's more to the story in terms of why he's in jail. Maybe somebody set him up. Maybe the reason they set him up was 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 a little too close to home. And um, the thing I'm really vibing about Miller in all of these stories is that uh, in each one, he it ends with a happy ending. It really does, and and the same with this. Um, there's a huge twist that ties into the to the whole story that um, that I thought was awesome. It involves time travel, and Miller gives us a happy ending at the very end of it. So, um, and I don't want to spoil that because that would kind of ruin the point of reading the book, but it was, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, Fagredo's art looked, um, it's been a while since I've seen anything by him. Uh, and the thing he's been doing with all of these books, these Miller world books are just these self-contained stories. He, he got in, he told a story and he's out. I didn't get the sense that there's going to be more. Um, he's given us everything we need to know about this particular guy and his family and, and his, and his life. And it was an interesting story that was done in four issues. And now we're out. Um, I like that approach. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's refreshing. It actually is refreshing. Yep. Um, and, and all I can say is I, cause I'm trying hard not to give it away. There's, a, there's a, a pretty awesome double twist as the book wraps up, uh, in terms of 
uh, a little bit of a who done it, a little bit of a how did that happen. Um, and it, he could have gone all Deus ex machina on us, but instead he ties it together. It makes a lot of sense, and I really appreciated that. So, yeah, See, good stuff. Cool. MPH. Could, he probably what? conceived of the twist initially, like, oh man, that would be so cool if that happened at the end of like a story. I'm gonna write a mi- essentially a mini series around that. Give him a jolt at the end. I mean, what more do you need, right? What was it? Six issues? Five issues? Yeah, it was probably five. I didn't count. It's either four or five. Yeah, it, it, that's five. Sometimes the payoff is 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 the that's the goal, mm-hmm. you know. And then you move on to something else. If if the readers um, want more, then you give it to them eventually. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, I, I two big thumbs up. It uh, the collected edition just came out, so I uh, I I definitely recommend it. He's like I said, I'm I'm vibing on him this this year. Seems like. Uh, been reading a bunch of his stuff and it's uh it's endearing to me. When you say you haven't seen uh, much from Duncan Figredo in a while, makes me wonder just how far behind you are on the BPRD books. Well, we talked about that. I'm at least yeah. two years behind now. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. I am right. volumes behind. Yeah, I love Figredo's art. Oh my goodness. That guy is so damn talented. Yeah, the, the Jay and Silent Bob mini he did a bunch of years ago. It was oh, really yes. good. And, you know, I, I was thinking as I'm reading it, dude must be getting paid by the line because <laughs> there is so much work in every one of these panels. Double page spreads with, like, stuff just flying all over the place. And, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Those, uh, Oni put those out. Those are – I can't speak to the humor in it because Smith, you know, I'm hot and cold on him. Sometimes his humor just really connects and sometimes it doesn't. Oh, yeah, no. I but, agree. But the, the visuals in those books, oh, jeebus, they're great. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Quarter bin fodder. You can find those in most quarter yeah, bins. That's true. Yep. I will gladly write Jane Silent Bob on the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> Smith is, I mean, on, on his own stuff, it's, um, Chasing Amy is a movie that it, it hit me right at the right time. And so it is one of my, it, it's, it's always on a top 10 list, no matter how, um, dated or, cliched some of it might be it's just one of those movies for me but uh the, the first clerks i still haven't seen clerks too i i i've seen oh you're not missing anything but i know I, and, and clerks I, two I, makes me clerks two makes me hate clerks one which is hard because i i wow. loved clerks so much all right See, i don't think I, I never saw clerks the original one as any kind of a masterstroke it was like hey, oh, it, I loved it. it's okay you know the, the the scene where uh Jay is outside the window doing the dirty stuff. Uh-huh. That to me is hilarious because I'm is. immature. Right. I'm basically basically I'm I'm like a seven year old kid. But like, Time is whole... like a ticking cocktail <laughs> I there, there's just there and then we Mallrats is is enjoyable and and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back I I enjoyed for the most part. Um, yeah, I didn't bother with Cop Bat or anything like that. I I thought Red State was good. Dogmas, like actually, Dogma I did see also. Uh, yeah, which it's okay. Yeah, no, I mean, again, it, it's just one of those things. But um, there's a couple no-brainers in that, like putting um, uh, what's her name? Um, Jesus. Um, no, no, God, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, Linda Fiorentina. No, oh my God, Sa- Sama Hayek putting her oh. in a very in a in a revealing outfit that's just like money oh yeah that's yeah that's 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 <laughs> Alanis. oh my god uh, but I, I then lost my scroll when you, when you, when you have, it just went away so yeah well, Ryan Reynolds didn't but so you have the um 
you know, you have his original work, but then you have the, 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 well, I'll call it crap that the, the, the Batman books that, that he wrote where, where he got his boy Flanagan to do the art. It was just, it, it's, or Finnegan, but it, no, Walt Flanagan. It, it's just. See, I, I like his comic book work better than his movie. I didn't, I didn't care because the Batman stuff was just, it's like, I'm Kevin Smith. I'm going to tell a Batman story and here's Joker talking about a pumpkin. And it's like, I don't know. Why <laughs> do we need, I just, it, it's it, funny it, to me though. No, and, and it, I'm sure it is, but it just, it's, that would, I think the Joker knows what a Blumpkin is. Of course right? he does. He probably invented it's, the Blumpkin. It, it just, it, it was, it, oh look, you know, it, it, it's Kevin Smith and he's raunchy. That, that's all I got out of it. I didn't, I, I didn't enjoy the, the art. It, it also, it, there are just some things I guess I, it wasn't like it, it, DC doesn't have a Max line, so it's not like it's Batman Max. It was just, it was, it was a Batman miniseries Dude. and it, it's just, it's one, and, and you are a genius. DC should have a max line. <laughs> well, no, well, seriously, some of their why? Books, I mean, they're, they're rated teens, so I mean, for the most part. No, but let's go full all out adult. Let's let's DC Max. That'd be great. Well, that's not call it that, but like you know, DC After Dark or something like that. Let's, let's get all nasty. <laughs> yeah, Beast <laughs> Fit. <laughs> we'll have, we can have a host. Well, yeah, well, we, can, we can have a host. Uh, yeah, okay. We don't learn them hosts. <laughs> Metamorpho could be the host. So have him sitting in a nice chair with a with a Chianti, a glass of something, and all you know, dressed up real nice. And let me introduce you to. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Wouldn't sell for shit, but it'd be the new Cain and Abel. It'd be, it'd be the new House of Mystery. There you go. Ah, those were the days. I know. Those were right. the days. Mm-hmm. For reals. David, what are you grooving on? Fantastic Four comes out this week, doesn't it? Oh yeah. You gonna go see that? You gonna see I'll that? Be, I'll, be, I'll be at Hershey Park, so. No. Yeah, I know. So the uh Hershey. Uh what the hell? Um I oh I did read Weird World. I you know what? I decided to give a couple of things a shot and I um I I read We Are dot 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 Robin number one and two. Did you? I did. Uh Okay. But it's weird because well the credits are weird. Um uh, your boy, and I say he's Jason's boy because Jason has a commission from him. And um, but uh, Jorge Corona is the is he's, he's the the main artist on the book. But what's weird is when you when you look at the credits, the uh, he's listed as as the artist, but the um. He's listed as art, but Rob Haynes is breakdowns, and, and breakdowns is listed after art, and that that's just doesn't like, seem right. It's like a Giffen thing. Yeah, it, it, it's like you know why why wouldn't you have the break? But it's it's written by um, artist extraordinaire Libra Mayhew, and you have um, it it's written by Libra Mayhew. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, because he's also it, it's it's DC's thing. It's like hey, you can draw. All right, I'm going to let you write. You know Brian Hitch and 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 Amanda Con. I mean, you have they, they just they're letting artists write a lot of the books these days. Um, and Bermejo's got that Suiciders book, which just reminds me of Super Boxer, so I didn't bother with it. The uh, this has a tie-in to Batman Endgame, the the arc that uh, that ended where he um, was taking on Joker. But one of the one of the uh, civilians that Batman rescues 
towards the end of that storyline, uh, is, is our main character in this book. Uh, but it's, it's another, um, mystery. There's a lot of intrigue going on because you don't know who's pulling the strings. You, there, it, it's an army of Robins, um, black, white, man, women. It, it, there are just a bunch of, of, um, maybe I'd say teenagers, uh, who are not, they're, they're not all wearing, you know, they're, they're not wearing the, the shorts and the pixie boots and, and running around it. They're uh, red leather jackets or, or green scarves. And, and so the color scheme is there, but they, uh, any of them say Batman don't shiv. No, sadly, not yet. Not yet. It, it might come though, but they, uh, they're, they're all getting text messages and, and that's who's behind the scenes and, and telling them where to go and, and, and what to do. Um, they all think it's Batman. Who's, who's running the show. Um, but for anybody who's currently reading Batman, you, you kind of know that that's not, not the yeah. case, especially if you know who Batman is, there's really no way that he'd let a bunch of kids run around. Um, can, can we spoil something? And this is just tied into a question. Isn't it, uh, isn't Batman, um, Gordon's yes. now? Yep. Huh. Uh, at the end of Endgame, when, when, when Bruce Wayne, when Batman died, uh, you, um, issue, when they came back from, from Convergence, you had someone in a armor that was supposed to look, this kind of just looked a little bit like Batman, but they, uh, they, they were trying a bunch of, of Academy, um, bunch of rookies, a bunch of cops just coming out of the academy, everybody who's fit and, and knows the law and, 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 you know, goes by the book, but they needed someone who is familiar with Batman, who, who has a relationship with Batman and, um, kind of knows just where to bend the rules and not just be so rigid. So, uh, Gordon, who of course smokes and isn't exactly the most fit person, uh, kind of just reinvents himself. He, Bullock makes him stop smoking. Uh, they, um, you do see that, you know, he, he, he's worked out a bunch. He's, he's shaved the mustache. He's, he just, he's, he's fit and, and he looks a little younger, but so he put himself through this, um, regimen so that he can wear the armor. Uh, and, and that's pretty much where we are now. He, he, uh, he's got a bunch of, of, Operators in his ear, letting him know, you know, because they they're pretty much monitoring things and and running, um, running the show from behind the scenes, letting him know, you know, where where he needs to be, and and he's he's basically just a, it's like a moving cop car. It's just and and he goes to to handle things. He's not Batman at all. Uh, I guess he's just kind of as of right now. The sense I'm getting is is he's just giving people hope and and letting them know that you know the idea. Is still around, so uh, there's there's that, which, which is a neat aspect. But in in the issue, the issue ends, and someone's walking by. This we're, we're only looking at someone sitting on a park bench, and we're only looking at him from from behind. And this other person is walking by him and stops and turns around, and he's like, "You look, are you you Bruce Wayne?" And and the dude's like got a beard, and 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 he's all like, you know, the long hair. So obviously, Bruce Wayne isn't dead. Uh, which surprises no one, which 
I guess it's just an easy out for them when they realize that the, the James Gordon is Batman has run its course. But, um, the Art Capullo on that issue is pretty cool. So, so this, we are Robin kind of picks up right after that. Uh, and this one, one kid is, uh, is looking for his parents who, depending on who you're talking to, they were affected, infected by, by that Joker toxin from Endgame. Uh, we don't know if the kid's parents are alive, if they're looking for him, if, um, if, uh, he, um, you know, it, it's, we meet Duke Thomas getting beat up at school and, and because he, um, he was putting the moves on this one dude's sister, but her friend, her girlfriend said that Duke was talking to another girl. So now the sister is jealous and she's six, the brothers and, 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 their friends on Duke and Duke gets beat up. So then Duke gets brought in front of Leslie Tompkins, who doesn't look anything like the elderly woman who we know from the old Batman stories. And she doesn't exactly look like Leslie Tompkins from Gotham, but it's kind of right there in the middle. Uh, but we're, we're, we're kind of introduced to, to the team, the, the army of Robins. And uh, while Duke is looking for his parents, he ends up, um, going down the subway systems and, and going underground, but there's this dude who is, um, telling all the vagrants, all the homeless people that, uh, they have to plant bombs all over the city. And, uh, that's when the Robins show up so that they can stop this. And, um, Duke gets arrested. And I'm putting that in air quotes because when he's being interrogated, uh, the, the officer, the detective doing the interrogation leaves him in the, in the holding room and, uh, or in, in the interview room. And after about an hour, Duke is like, well, this is bullshit. You know, I'm not arrested. I don't know, you know, who lets, who, who keeps me in here this long. And then he goes and tries to door, the door is unlocked and he walks out and it's, it's all a, um, it's all a sham. It's, it's just this, this room inside a warehouse. So he leaves and he, he sees a, um, a motorcycle and a leather jacket. So now he's one of the, uh, He's one of the team and that's, um, we're really just getting everything set up as far as, you know, we, we don't really know anybody. We know people's names. We know that there's, there's Dax and, and Ricky and, and we know that there are a few who, who some of them are, but we don't know any of their story. We don't know their backgrounds. We don't know what pulled them, but they all know that this, this skinny dude with dark hair who imitated a detective to Duke was a, uh, was like, um, uh, a college football scout for one of the other kids or, you know, so he's, he's the person behind the scenes is, is manipulating things so that uh, he can get everybody together. But, um, I'm not sure if I kind of think right now it could be Tim Drake because the Grayson is obviously dead and, and being a secret agent. Um, I don't think it's Jason Todd. I, don't think it's, um, I don't think it's, it's Damien. It really, I, I, the only person I think it could be would be, um, Tim Drake. So we'll see. I, uh, but I don't know it. Damien is, is back. I don't know. See, I don't, I'm not reading Batman and Robin. I don't know like what the, I is, is there's a, um, 
I'm so lost. Oh, you know, that, that's the thing. So I just, I decided, to, I mean, the same thing. I, I also read Cyborg number one. And I, I mean, I'm still reading Grace, which is kind of its own thing. Um, even though it's connected to Batman because Dick occasionally calls back to, to Gotham. Um, because he's basically a double agent. He's, he's infiltrating spiral for, um, for Batman. But now that Batman's missing, you know, Dick keeps calling for home and, and no one's answering. Um, but I'm, I mean, and, and Grayson's a beautiful looking book too, but I mean that Tom King and, and Tim Seeley doing great work with that. I kind of think of it as its own thing. Uh, whereas the main Batman books, which this, we are Robin kind of ties into more closely. Um, you know, if, if I didn't read Endgame, I, and, and really it's, you don't even have to have had read that to, to get Duke's story. You just know that, you know, Duke's looking for his parents and, and the whatever big thing happened in a Batman book is what's it caused his, um, not his downfall, but put him in this, put him in the uh, position he is in his life. Um, it looks like, you know, I mean, he was, he was brought up well and, and, you know, he's always thinking about his parents and, and the things that they, uh, they instilled in him growing up. So it's, you know, I, I like the character. Um, and the, uh, there have been epilogues in the first two issues and, and those have been done by, um, Kari Randolph and, and those look great, obviously, but it's a, um, you know, it's, I, as far as, you know, some of the newer DCU, books um i i i like this one i i said i i I read cyborg which yeah i I get into later but it's um you know the uh the batman beyond is another one where it it ties into from what i can tell it ties heavily into future um uh, uh what the hell was the book you were reading future's past and and that's the right that was it what was the DC book that I was making fun of you about reading? Who are you talking you. to? You. You were making fun of me for reading a DC book. It was a weekly. Oh. What, 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 the future thing. Yeah, I don't even remember the okay. name of the day. So, but that, that, which no, was, was that? Futures, not Futures. Future I don't even. Yeah, okay. whatever. That thing was, you know, because Batman Beyond and, and McGinnis was tied into it. The Batman Beyond going on right now, the new Batman Beyond book, is... Um, oh, I might have just... Spoiled something for myself. That I that I think I think I think that's actually tip three. <laughs> How does that happen? I know because I just I'm realizing I'm I'm because I only read the first issue, but I think that bat I think the person dressed as Batman Beyond is Tim Drake. So obviously he can't be the person pulling the springs the strings in We Are Robin. Um, wow. But be, but it, you have to have read Future's End to know why Tim is in the future as Batman Beyond. So I, I get I like some of the ideas they have with these new DC books, but they still have the problem with there's all this baggage with them attached to them that, you know, you, Hey, it's a first issue. But if I had to have read a year's worth of something to get an idea, I just, that's, that's the part I struggle with. Makes Mr. Miller's uh, concise approach seem like uh, godsend. Yeah. Godsend. Yeah. It's not exactly the word I was looking for, but yeah, I mean, (laughs) It's just that this is this is what I find so um, impenetrable, and it's not just exclusive to DC. Marvel does it too. Mm. It's the, the, the whole dragging the continuity thing um, along. It's it's very imposing. Like I I think I actually would want to read 
We Are Robin. I like the concept. I think that's kind of neat. But knowing that I would have to go play catch up a little bit. No, on, on that you wouldn't. I, I, I honestly believe. And on that one, you can go in with the first issue oh, blind. And wait. There's... Oh, so isn't that the, 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 the crux of these new DC books is you don't really have to. That's, well, I was, that's why I'm giving them a shot. Like the cyborg, uh-huh. cyborg number one, I read it. I, it, it looks great. It's, it's Yvonne Rice. It, uh, Weiss, it, it's, um, I can't, it, right. And I mean, it, and it's, it looks stellar. Um, written by, uh, I think it's, it's David Walker, but it, it's, um, you know, it, there's a lot of, you know, as soon as you meet Victor Stone in this issue, he's talking about how he died three times. And I don't know if that happened what? in an issue of Justice League. I don't know if it happened. I don't know when it happened. But instead of just moving forward and saying, hey, here's Cyborg. I mean, you can still probably enjoy this story. But because they focus on his relationship with his father and how his father really is um, selfish, self-centered, doesn't think about anybody but himself, Um you know, even when he's trying to enjoy the work he put in to Victor and, and keeping his son alive, he still acts and reacts as if his son's not even in the room. You know, he's looking at all these readings and, and is impressed with how his son is still alive with this technology. But he's looking at his tablets and, and reading all this information and like instead of just talking to Victor and and getting a sense that you know he's like he, he's talking to Victor Victor's like I'm alive I'm right here and and dad's like no I'm I'm looking at these readouts and obviously they're incorrect if you're alive and it's it, but if you it's it's kind of frustrating cuz you feel for Victor but I still don't know about these previous times in his life where he's went through this and it's the first issue why should I know why should I need to know everything that's been going on since the new 52 started just to read this first issue 6 years later has it been that long? It feels like it. 2011, almost, almost six years. Oh, sorry. And yes, and I'm I'm looking at the last page of Batman Beyond, and it is Tim Drake in in this book. So I don't know who's pulling the strings. Maybe it's spoiler. Well, I know that I don't. I didn't read it, but I remember that Damien came back a couple months back um, with superpowers. He has superpowers now. Wow. Okay. So um, I think I don't. It was, uh, I guess they went back, they went into hell to get him back. Um, they were covering him from hell and, uh, and he got, uh, it was some kind of like thing that crossed between some kind of item, like a shard or something, as well as, uh, dark sides, uh, beams. And it kind of imbued him with, uh, with a series of powers, inclusive of invulnerability. So, yeah. Wow. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, but why is that like a while? Like you guys are like, like that kind of stuff goes on in well, superhero no, comics no, every no. year we've ever. Yes. I mean, oh no, it does. It just I would never expect Damien right be the bearer of superpowers. Well, that's the point, they, right? They, right, but they kind of like. It, I think the the gist of the Bat Universe is like nobody really has superpowers. But, it's right. Just they, well, I think yeah, yeah. So is it is is it does it feel like it's? And I'm I'm just asking in general. I don't you know. I, you, does this feel like it's a natural progression for these characters or does it feel like, oh, I don't know what to do with it. So let me just give them superpowers because it's shocking and, and nobody will expect it. I don't, I, I kind of like it when, when characters 
Well, I, I can't speak to it because I wasn't reading the book. Exactly. But Pete, Tomas, no, Pete Tomasi is a, uh, you know, I think a fairly well-regarded and respected Batman writer, right? I mean, it seems yes. like those who are hardcore Batman fans are, are, are appreciate Pete, Pete Tomasi's role in the book in the world. So, I mean, again, it, it wasn't like they just handed the book to some new writer and he's like, all right, I'm going to give superpowers to Tomasi. So, you know, he'd been writing that that book and those characters for years. Okay. You know how but these things also, go. I'm sure he's talk- not going to have superpowers forever. But you're you're also talking to somebody who is. I was not thrilled. I Damien didn't enamor me in the beginning, so it's not like I. Which is why I never really read Batman and Robin. It, it's right. like, you know half the half the book is about a guy who a kid that I just don't particularly care for. So I'm not going to really bother with it but mm-hmm. uh, i think david called the kill damien hotline at least a hundred times i wish there was one <laughs> that would be funny yeah it would, there are no original ideas no there's your legacy right there. <laughs> i want to hear kill him kill him or keep him you do i do you know it's it's odd because this series is tailor-made for both of you huh really yep. yes because you love mythology I do. And that's almost the entirety of Bacchus. Ooh, love it. His mythology. And David lo- loves the vino. And, <laughs> he and does. Bacchus is the god of wine yeah, and revelry. So it's like, I, I really think both of you would, in, would immensely enjoy this yeah, series. Really and thankfully, it, it had been published in a number of places over the years. Uh, Harrier, I think it started at Harrier Comics, then it went to um, Eddie Campbell and then Dark Horse or, or vice versa. But, I mean, it's been scattered um, in a number of series, uh, some miniseries. Bacchus had, itself had a good run. I think Bacchus Land lasted 60 issues, which is a real accomplishment, considering there are many people who have never even heard of this series. Um, written and illustrated by Mr. Eddie Campbell. One of the greats, one of the true greats, with a little help along the way from Ed Hillier. Good old thankfully, Ed. I know. Thankfully, Top Shelf has corralled all the stuff in two omnibus editions, of which this is the first. Clocks in at 560 pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, 39.99 cover price. Now remember, this stuff has been published in one form or another from 1987 to roughly 2001. It was originally called Dead Face, and then it was called Bacchus, and then it was called uh, Bacchus, you know, colon, miniseries name. So, I mean, it's been a, a long slog, but Top Shelf has done all the work for you and corralled it into one thick-ass book, and I could not recommend it more highly. It, the, the first volume contains five uh, books. Immortality Isn't Forever, The Gods of Business, Dueling the Islands with Bacchus, the Eyeball Kid, One Man Show, and Earth, Water, Air, and Fire. This stuff is amazing. For those um, who have not been initiated into the world of Bacchus, the man is the god of wine and revelry. Yet another in a seemingly never-ending string of half-breed gods sired by Randy Zeus and a human woman. Zeus gets horny, he drops down to the, the mortal realm, stups somebody, and he has all these bastard kids running around uh when zeus's wife hera um stirs up some poop zeus fries her gets the old thunderbolt out you're dead but before the child can die he takes 
the unborn child out of her belly and sews it inside his um, his uh, thigh to incubate. He just stitches himself up, kids in his leg. Uh, when the turkey's done, Hermes takes the lad, which is our boy Bacchus, and he uh, whisks him away to be raised by the, the maenads of Nyssa. But that's only the, I mean, that's just mythology. Everybody knows that. But when the story opens, Bacchus is 4,000 years old. And he's very open about his origins. There's no secret identities here. Um, and as both he and the title of this arc proclaim, immortality isn't forever. The first couple years are a real hoot. I mean, you're a thousand years old, two thousand years old, you're in your prime as a god, right? Maybe a nice chunk of the third, you show some potency, but by four thousand years, things begin to slide south really quickly. Um, immortals aren't immune to the effects of aging, that the process just kind of impacts them at a much slower rate. Um, like Joe Theseus. It's his name in the, in the mortal realm, Joe Theseus, but he is Theseus, right? Uh, and this guy seems to be keeping time at bay much more effectively than what's left of his fellow gods. Um, and how's he doing that? Well, he has a secret. Once a year, he takes a trip to this remote uh, South American island and uh, during a special low tide the disembodied uh, head of Poseidon is revealed it's actually a skull and he drinks the water that pools in Poseidon's eye sockets and this gives him you know another lease on immortality this is kind of cool spin on the legends if you if you if you know your mythology Theseus is one of the gods that had been sired by two fathers both Poseidon and Aegeus. So he's drinking the the shit from his father's eye sockets to stay immortal, right? This this plays into the into the story because uh Joe Theseus claims whenever it serves him well, he's Poseidon's son. But in other times he's uh Aegeus's son. So whatever suits the moment, that's he'll he'll tailor his his comments to that. But back to Bacchus. So 4000 years on the on the planet and the noble rot has set in and our boy is beginning to show his age his his features his face is all craggy and fucking pockmarked and rugged and that's why they they call him dead face some of some people call him dead face um but bacchus is none too fond of joe theseus now theseus is the dude who had slain the minotaur in the labyrinth remember that Daedalus's labyrinth. Theseus is the dude who slayed the Minotaur and got out of the the the, the labyrinth. Um, so why does dead uh, why does Bacchus hate Joe Theseus? Well, there's a reason, and that's that that is the thing about Bacchus. The entire series, you have gods running around, right? These are not mortal beings. They're 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 sired by the gods, and yet their motivations are like completely mundane. You would think. All right, here's a being that's been on the planet 4,000 years. By that time, all the bullshit in life, you kind of, one would think that you've kind of have learned that that shit's not important, but it's not. The, their motivations are like so freaking mundane. Bacchus hates Joe Theseus because Joe abandoned Bacchus's, well, when, when Theseus left the labyrinth, Ariadne helped him. 
he helped him es- escape Crete after killing the Minotaur, but Theseus kind of used and abused her, left her there, and she was all like fucking weepy and shit. And that's when Bacchus encountered her, and he fell in love with her and became she became his wife. So Bacchus has a mad on for Theseus just for wronging his woman. How 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 mortal can you get? That's that's not a lofty aspiration of a guy. That's somebody who's just carrying a grudge, right? And Joe thinks Bacchus wants to kill him because you know, so he hires hitmen. To rub him out before he gets the chance doesn't go well, of course. Um, and and Joe and his uh, disposable squeeze start running, and they got get on an airplane, and that's where the eyeball kid comes in. He's by far my favorite character in the entire uh, Bacchus series. They call him the eyeball kid because he has ten pairs of eyes, <laughs> not ten not ten complete pairs of eyes, but he has ten pairs of eyes. Elongated facial features. It, it actually, it, as an illustrator, if somebody told me to draw it, I would find a hard way to. It would be very hard for me to represent this character in a compelling fashion. Yet, Campbell pulls it off. It's it's totally bizarre to look at. So, what's the eyeball kid's role in all this? Eyeball kid was once the bodyguard of Hera, Zeus's wife. The kid is the grandson of Argus, the Hundred Eyes who was slain by Hermes. Um, Argus, his grandfather, um, was among those in Hera's good graces. She loved the dude. So that legacy opened the door for the eyeball kid. He became her bodyguard. And when Zeus would go off on his little uh, mortal shtuppen escapades, the eyeball kid would com- comfort Hera. Think One thing led to the other, and he's like squeezing her titties. You know? That didn't go over well with Zeus, and Zeus fried his wife, killed her in a fit of rage. Uh, so the eyeball kid, who you know loved Hera, disguised himself as Ganymede and drugged and tricked Zeus into giving up a tiny little bit of his power. Once he had the power, he killed Zeus, ripped off his head, and stole the rest of Zeus's power. So you've got this misshapen, bizarre-looking dude with ten pairs of eyes running around who literally has the power of Zeus. He's the the most powerful being on the planet, and he's a little bastard. He Uh doesn't mess around. When when, when he wants something, he just does it. I mean, he'll, in one of the, the great scenes in the book, he points his finger at you and goes, bang, and he can fire Zeus's thunderbolt from his fingers. And chances are, if you're in the path of that, you're pretty much dead. So he hijacks the plane knowing that Joe Theseus is on it. Why? Because the eyeball kid wants that secret. He wants to drink from the, the eye sockets of Poseidon and live, live, uh, for another bunch of years. Um, it's, it's, and that's only in the first book. This is right. all, all, ha- all happens within like the first, I think the first book is like less than a hundred pages. It's amazing stuff. Um, it's, it's just teeming with mythology, which is like, that's the stuff on which our entire culture and customs are built, right? Everything's is it based accessible? on mythology. It's completely accessible. You mm-hmm. don't have to know anything about mythology because Campbell breaks it down. He'll say, Bacchus will come in and say, yeah, it's my buddy, um, you know, uh, Theseus. Well, not his buddy, but this is my foe, Theseus. And Theseus, mm-hmm. in, in every instance when, when Bacchus starts to wax, 
um, lyrical on on the, what has come before. He's most off more often than not talking to someone who has absolutely no idea what's going on, like a mortal. He'll say, "Oh, this guy, I encountered him like three thousand years ago," and then he'll tell the story, and in turn, we learn it. So, yeah, Campbell has has really covered all the bases. Um, if you've read From Hell, why wouldn't you have read it? But um, or or anything else, Eddie Campbell has illustrated. You know how masterfully this thing is 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 done. I think the guy is impeccable, and he's not meticulous. That's what I love about him. He'll. It looks to me like he just throws it down. But when when you you actually study his composition and his line work, and the guy has an amazing use of zipatone in this book. And he layers the damn zipatone, and it's amazing. Like there's the one scene where the the, the plane is crashing, and it's fucking zipatone all over the place, and just like splatter and squiggle, and and just these these immediate marks, and it's like, god damn, I wish I could do that, like you. Um, it, it's masterfully illustrated. But then later on, he kind of tightens up, and that's when he brings in um, Ed Hillier to embellish a little. So on book two, there's a little bit of a different look to it like it gets really clean but then he probably took a step back and said what the fuck am i doing and got rid or or ed left and then it just goes back to the great um eddie campbell style which i can't love anymore i don't think i have enough there's no capacity in my heart to love eddie campbell's illustration style more than i already do Mm -hmm. it just clicks with me it feels so right and i'll be honest it can get unpretty but so what that's what that's that's his uh his his thumbprint is not exactly pretty drawing but it's it's just it speaks volumes it's 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 immediate and it's it's alive it every line is not sculpted perfectly and 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 planned out it's like get this down i got a story to tell and i got and there there's like text pieces that preface each one of the books and he said as he was drawing the first book he was into like page two or three had no idea where the story was going and then it's like the characters i know it sounds like trite but the characters started speaking to him and dictating the way the story should go and it got 60 70 some issues out of it it's nuts it's great. It, it's one of those things I think everybody should read. How many issues is it? Um, total, the total output of Bacchus is probably around 80 issues. Wow. I would, th- I would think. But no the, it's only two uh, Omnibu. So you're getting a, a huge chunk of it. 560 pages, dude. Dude. It's amazing, amazing stuff. I'm just concerned, though. Because I'm hoping they publish a companion volume. None of the covers are reproduced in color. color. Uh, along the way, there was a Bacchus color special that I hope to see reprinted in color. Like I, I hope they publish a companion after the two volumes are complete with all of the co- covers in color. Because I think Campbell's really good with color as well as just black and white. Mm-hmm. And it would be a shame not to have those covers reproduced the way they originally appeared. But, whatever. Um, yeah, great, great, great stuff. Landmark stuff. I I don't want to tout it too highly because people would be like, fuck, I'm not reading that. Um, <laughs> it, it, it It's really good. And, and you learn something along the way. But 
like I said, it's all grounded in in the mundane. These these characters, they hate each other for real. It's it's just, a lot of it's just about get getting and maintaining and 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 you know fighting for the 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 uh, respect of the pussy. Really, my my woman was wronged. I hate you. Look at look at what the eyeball did. The eyeball kid did to Zeus. Zeus killed his wife. The eyeball kid was found of the wife, so he killed Zeus. He never would have killed Zeus if Zeus didn't do that to his wife. It's all about some trim. It's all about to the, some the clam sandwich. It is, mm. and it's just amazingly illustrated. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. I think one of these days we gotta. Every so often we should really make a list of our our current, you know, our list of true greats. I don't think Campbell has ever left mine. Huh. Love his stuff. Yeah, from Hell. Respect for that. Yeah, From Hell is like, I think, the masterwork. But then I would have to say, you know, this is up there. I think his his Alex stories, the autobiographical stuff right. is, is up there. I uh, Just, the years have pants. Do you guys own that? No. The, the, the previous top shelf omnibus of Eddie Campbell's? I do own it. I haven't read it, though. You gots to read it, dude. All right. Yeah. Like Bacchus, Eddie has a penchant for the vino, too. And David will love this. Let me get the book. It's over here. With each, um, in the, in the contents page, each book, there's a suggested pairing of what wine you should drink while reading each book. <laughs> like, book one, Immortality Isn't Forever, suggested pairing, Old Vine Zinfandel. Preferably Sonoma County, or country, sorry. And it goes on from there. It's, it's amazing stuff. David, I'm, sh- I'm stunned that you don't own this. I think I know what to get him for Christmas now. <laughs> <laughs> and a bottle of wine. I'll have Eddie Campbell autograph the bottle of wine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> give, Let's give you an, I, cause I know him. I got him on speed dial. Of course. He's like, Pip pip, Mr. B. I love him. We are friends from high school. We are on the football team together. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Shit. 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 Right. So what else do you have? I want to talk about something. I don't know if you've read it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just float it out there. Did either of you read Guardians of Nowhere? I started it, no, but I, I didn't finish it. Jason? Not yet. Oh. Did you read Cat Britain and the Mighty Defenders? I did. No. Oh, oh my I, god, dude, it's Alan I Davis. Know, right? I know. I how know. could you not have, how could you not have read it? Dude, I, this was a tough week. I couldn't read a lot. Can I tell you? Stunned. I'm stunned. It's not like but I'm not gonna read it. It's sitting here looking at me. I just haven't read it yet. I just want to say something to David. David, <laughs> we, we both have our moments uh-huh. with Mike Theodato. Yes. Oh, there there are times when the dude is absolutely flooring. I'll speak for both of us. Flooring <laughs> us. Have to. And then there are times when he relies a little too heavily on shadows that, that's, and, yeah, no. and the the digital component. Yeah. Right. I thought. Let's see if you agree. I thought Guardians of Nowhere was a home run. The first issue. I thought he absolutely killed it. No, I uh... clearly not because he said he started it and one right, yeah, started a twenty-two page comic and then not finished it if you loved it. 
there, there's one, there's two sections where I was, oh, dude, you had me so pleased for you, but now you got to reproduce panels. I absolutely cannot stand in a conversation when that takes place within the comic when an artist reproduces panels. That is lazy, it's weak, and I cannot stand it. And he does it not once, but twice in this issue. So that was one strike against him. But the opening scene with the celestial head and Angela floating down to the city and just knocking uh, the hell out of Drax, that sequence was awesome. No? I didn't I, I didn't read that part. Oh, it's like the first five pages. <laughs> you no, didn't I get didn't, too far. I didn't get, no, I, I didn't get very far at all because I um oh. I know. All I gotta say, I thought um Mr. Diodato respect for this issue. Well let's unpack this it, a bit. David, did you not get very far because you didn't like Diodato's art or did you something else going on? Mostly something else going on. Once I saw that it was um that that it was Diodato, um, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to this. I mean, the first, first couple pages, it's, it's you got the double page spread. Yeah. But I mean, the, the color has, has a lot to do with that really. And, and it's, um, mm, it, it's, I'm all right. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I used to take a hard line with digital. If I could detect it, I would, uh, whether it was well done or not, if mm-hmm. I could detect the digital, that would be it for me. I'd be like, oh, son, no, this, this is mm-hmm. not right. No, son. Now, now, if you can, if you can use the medium to your, the tools, if you can use the tools to your advantage and still whisk me away, you know, into that place where we go when, when we're totally captivated by the story and it's still digital, you're, you're okay in my book. Yeah, a lot of this may be digital, and I'm sure it is. But top layer, the characters are not. To these eyes, anyway. He does employ a little bit of digital in the backgrounds. Um, you know, I, I could detect it here and there. But the, the character drawing and the, 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 the fight choreography, I don't think he's using poser for this. It looks, it looks natural to me. Which is, even if it is digital, like I said, you got me then. You're okay. I, I, I will respect. So it, digital's not the kiss of doom for me that it once was. Let's be honest. If it was, I wouldn't be reading Weird World because Del Mundo, that's, that's digital. Yeah, true. Well, you so, know? I mean, I think so much of digital, so many artists use digital now, but, um, but again, I, I think there's a difference between using digital as the canvas with which you freeform draw. And using digital by using things like Poser, I think it's a big difference. Oh yeah, that's see. If I can tell you're using Poser, that's lame. You, there, there are so many ways that you can use Poser to your advantage and not, you know, make it seem like that's what you do. That I mean, that's the trick, right? Just take a little bit of effort and mask the fact that you know you're using a little bit of a crutch to get these figures to do what you want them to. And everybody does it from time to time it's not it's there's not brand of shame but just don't you know stand up in the cheap seats and scream i'm using poser <laughs> the the uh i know the panels you're talking I'm gonna about be honest right? i'm looking at the art and uh it, i'm it's not pretty feeling stiff it to me 
I, it's pretty what? No, all right. The, the panels where Gamora and Angela are talking that he reuses that. So yeah, that, that kills me. But then he gets. Oh, that's bad. Get, I'm looking at that right now. You get yeah. you get further and it, in, and there's the panel with Rocket, and it's 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 the scene from the movie where he he's upset about you know Groot sacrificing himself. It's, so it's just it's. You mean inspiration or no? You, I mean it's lifted. It's yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. No, he's like he's like the, no. That's 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 Rocket from the movie, dude. See, I think the line work, even though I don't, I'm not saying whether it was or was not pulled from the movie, but I'm just saying the line work in the whiskers and the and the hair and stuff. That's not bad. That's not bad. Look at the the texture in there's nice. What? Maybe I'm just easy. I don't well, know. That's... Well, I will say that this. I mean, I don't think as I just flipped through this here, I didn't read the issue obviously, but I don't think the art would turn me off to enjoying the story. But uh, it looks like pretty. Normal deep down up to me. Yeah, I, I don't see the stiff. I don't. Hmm. I, I don't. I, I I feel like Diodato looks like color forms. They're really detailed color forms, but it looks like he's placing the figures within a predetermined scene. They don't quite line up. He's not composing the whole thing together. Hmm. I got to part ways on that. <laughs> All right, just, just a little. Bit. Just kind, a kind of bit. like the way Angela's part moves all over her head. But yeah, no, we can part ways. What do you mean, her hair? Yeah. Why would that influence your, your opinion because of a book? <laughs> it doesn't influence the, my, my opinion of a book. It influences my opinion on, on an artist. I mean, if you're, if the character is on like four panels on one page, how about some uh-huh. consistency? That's all I'm asking for. Which one are you talking about? What page? I want to see, I don't, cause I, I just see, the panel after after the uh, the photo stat with her and Gamora, there's the, oh, the page yeah, after yeah. that, and then Rocket okay. shows up. The page after that, where one, two, three, four panels of 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 Angela, and then the aliens are are xeroxed on the page as well. Uh-huh. Where she's on all four, she gets up and then she turned. But yeah, the part is slightly. <laughs> In the wrong spot <laughs> where she says, just, but, which way did they go? But it stands yeah. out because, I mean, it just, it, for, for some reason, I'm just, dr- that, I'm drawn to it. It, it. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it, I'm not looking for something in Epic, but there it is. And it's like, I, it's there. Well, I think right I'm going to stop showing you my artwork is what I'm going to do. I'll, then I'll, I'll cut you. I got to, I, I got to stop. I'll, no, don't you, do not do that. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But yes, I I, I will ag- agree that that duplicated panel of the but aliens. I, but is, I mean, is an egregious. I mean, that's that is just plain weak. But you dig it, and that's, that's show me more aliens. Show me a different a different viewpoint. <laughs> yeah. Even, you know, just show me something else. Give, give me a, give me a three quarter panel view. Right. Anything else? You could she. You could show me like a, a burning trash can of garbage. Or something. I would appreciate that more than seeing the damn. And that's a rancor. Just I'm sorry. Just see this the same damn aliens over again. It's just silly, and it's even colored the same. That bothers me. I know how easy it is. Control C. Control V. Uh-huh. I mean, that's well, I do it every day. Why? Why? Why would you do that? It, it's it's so. And I don't so know what it is. Pain. I'm not. I'm trying to compare it with the last page, but when we when we first see, well, I'll say when we first see Yodat show up and and it, it, that yeah he's cool. 
cool looking. Uh, I like him. Okay, on the last page, maybe. But when we first <laughs> see him and we're looking up at him, I don't, it's like his, it's just, you're, you're asking me and, and I'm telling you that this is, when I'm looking at that, I don't know if the, it's just the mask was just weird over his head or the helmet or whatever you want to call it. But I'm just, I'm not, I, you, you might be flying solo on this one. This, this is not a, um, I'm not, I'm not feeling Guardians of Nowhere. Huh. Okay. All right. You're out. Mantis dude. is in it. Jason Mantis is in it. Mantis is in it, yeah. Oh, listen, it's just full of characters I dig. I'm looking through right. it now, this, but, uh, The Celestial Madonna. She in there. I will say, uh, uh, Philippe Andrade's art on, uh, Siege was Dope. Hella, hella nice. Yes. Right? Yes. Whew. And that, and yeah, that, that was, that was. <laughs> well, didn't we, didn't we exhaust that one already? Yeah, I think we could. I, I don't know. I thought there were more to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> what is there? Um, we didn't read it. So I mean. That's true. That's true. Um, Siege, you said. Yeah. With, 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 uh, Abigail. Andrade on Man. Yeah. Yes. Whew. I love the, I love the cover. Love the yeah, cover, but I don't think he did it. Um, yeah, it's, it's inky and brushy as hell. The one, um, page that really got me was the double spread with i mean and i think a bunch of di- i think a bunch of different people did that like stoko did a double spread on this too the yeah, very first did, one. yeah when they did the um stoko did a uh a double page spread um and with the uh, bucks you also have uh yes. on andre did one stoko did one uh polo yes the the uh rosenberg the, the colorist right. helped him out, but I think, I think all the spreads are winners. Like the first one is of a very different style and tone, obviously, than the, uh, the Stoko one, but they both work really well together. Like that, mm-hmm. look at the, look at the, the, the space in that first one. That's crazy. And all those colors just work really well together. I love Stoko it. Page, and, double page is ridiculous. It really oh, is. It's, man. it's silly. Like all that detail is crazy. I love it. It's yeah. But 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 look, Vince, it's it's Ben Grimm. It's Ben Grimm. Yep. Where am I? Where am I looking? Uh, he's when, in the uh, uh, in siege. Yeah. He's part of her crew. Yeah, and then. <laughs> All right then. I does he have pants on? He's, in this? he's wearing. It looks like he's wearing tidy whities Good. That's better than running around without any right. pants on. You get your little pebbles hanging out. <laughs> this, this book is really, but and see, there's there, there's a conversation and, in here, uh-huh. and yet the panel's not duplicated. <gasps> How dare you see that? I'm ta- I'm talking about the the double page where it says later, and um, on the right hand side, see the two panels? Boom, they're the same, similar, but not exactly the same. That's class act right there. Duplicate a panel, you get an F from me. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, since I didn't have your back on the, uh, Guardians of I gotta have your back on the, uh, <clears throat> on the Weird World. It's, uh, it's stunning. Phew. Yes, it is. Crazy. It is. He's on a roll, huh? His Electra stuff was stunning. This is stunning. He's, uh, gotta give him a lot of, a lot of props. Is this, um, is the siege the first time we've seen Kang in Secret Wars? It's the first time I noticed him, but I'm, okay. I'm clearly not reading. I, I have lots. Yeah, I haven't read everything. Read, yeah. 
Oh, didn't didn't Deadpool do something to Kang in the first? Well, Deadpool that was because season? of the secret. That was because it's it's set in the old. But okay, all right, yeah. I mean, to your yeah. point, then he has shown up. Uh, I, I tried to forget that book actually came out. So. I know you did. <laughs> I read 1872, which wasn't bad. It was, an it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I read the whole that was. Um, I'm pretty sure that was uh, the iFanboy Cruise pick of the week last week. Okay. I haven't you read that six, You mean 1602? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, no, no. no. I mean, I mean the Western. This 1870. Right. Oh, oh, okay. Cool. The, the, I'm the looking 1602 forward to that I haven't read yet. The Western one I think you'll like, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, 1602 cool. I still need to read. Uh, I'm up to date on Years of Future Past. I, I think Norton's been killing it. Um, yeah, it's nice to see Norton back doing... Yeah, and what's cool is that he, you know, he actually drew himself in the book with with, with some pugs. Um, I think it's by far one of the best looking of the Secret Wars titles. Is is uh, Years of Future Past? Easily. I agree. Oh, and by the way, uh, on that pug thing, because I, I brought that up to him on the Facebooks, he uh, he actually said that was Marguerite's idea. That's awesome. To draw pugs. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I have Marvel Zombies number two to read. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, I'm i behind on Future Imperfect. I read Hail Hydra number one. Uh, I did read that. Which basically is just a a, uh, um, a, Hydra a continuation of Remender's Captain America yes. run. Yeah. Yep. So that's pretty neat. Uh, I'm in the middle of Planet Hulk number three. So yeah, so there are a couple things that... Uh, and And some of them are late. Some of them like, like, I mean, there's just, I, I have no idea what the scheduling is supposed to be. Right. And you know what? I kind of don't care. And I'm almost glad that some of them are late because as you can hear, it's tough keeping up yeah. on all this secret. It is. Stuff. It is. It is. I, have I just left. hope, I just hope some of like there's 80, 84 books so far. 80. I, I don't even, I didn't even count the ones that came out today. Mm-hmm. Before today, there was 84 books. That's nuts. That's not even counting the main Secret Wars uh, mini. So just to keep up, it's taken some doing, and I'm—I gotta admit—I'm falling a little behind. And I, Marvel's actually the only of one of the big two I'm reading. So how the hell am I falling behind? Uh, answer: There's a lot of books coming out. They're right. right. Yep. I'm kind of pissed though that they changed Madeline Pryor's costume for Inferno. You are pissed. They tidied up the the, the boob yeah, area mm-hmm. a little bit. They didn't they didn't want any under boob. But when you have a character that is spawned from the underworld, she's not going to dress like a schoolgirl. She's going to dress like an evil slut bitch from hell, right? Why? Why? I'm, did they think there was going to be some kind of flack for it? She's evil. She should dress evil. like that. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm just old school, but. It, without the underboob, it's not Madeline Pryor. That was the whole thing. If okay, so if a character is defined by her underboob, she's not a great character. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think conceptually, the costume in this instance, we're not talking about Spider Woman's ass. In this instance, the the costume fit the character. She's evil. The title of the book is Inferno. It's not you know Happy Days. I, I've struggled with that book a lot. Why? I don't pretty much care for the art, and I especially don't care for the way that dude is drawing Domino. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. 
I mean, it is the <laughs> most jacked up domino I've ever seen. And you know for a fact that I have every domino image ever drawn emblazoned in my mind. And this is the worst ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of the the bobbed hair on, on Domino. I mean, I don't but, mind the short hair generally, but this version with the, like, yeah, like the the pixie, it doesn't fit. And he made her too skinny. It's 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 a mess. I, I think the whole thing's a mess, but... I like Javier's art. Cool. But I'm not... I'm actually I'm nowhere near vested in these characters like you are. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, look, I'll, I'll just, it's mainly the domino stuff. I'm just like, nah, son. Yeah. Can't have that. Can't have Me that. Me and three other people in the world probably actually care that much about domino that it bothers us. <laughs> oh, you do love your characters, like me and Cable. Yeah, oh yeah. Totally. It's a, it's, it's a irrational. Yeah. But we still, we still do it. We still do it. I'm glad I'm not like that. The, uh, Master of Kung Fu number three. Ooh. I read, which I thought was pretty cool, especially with the um, with the whole leveling up as he's uh, going through the thirteen chambers and everything. The uh, oh, did you guys read Civil War? I was just going to ask you that. I did. I did too. What'd you think? Cool. I want to know what you thought. I I dig. I dig use art, and I think. You know, oh yeah, fitting, yeah, it's fitting here. But uh, but I, I this kind of felt more than the other ones. The I kind of felt the pull of you can't go home again. Mm. Yeah, I just it it didn't even have to be called. It's, I mean, obviously it's civil war because of who's butting heads here. But uh, it just some of it was neat to see but and then there's a whole mystery involved as you get toward towards the end of the issue but um you know everybody's on on their side and there's a, it's basically the east versus the west and and there's a there's a bridge connecting the the blue and the iron and and you have um this one woman who lives on the bridge and uh it's her uh her home is going to basically host a uh, a meeting between Steve Rogers and Tony Stark, so they can try to work out some some truce, some agreement. Um, Tony wants more land, and Steve needs to feed his people, and uh, they just need to come to an agreement on something. Peter Parker is on on Cap's team, and and uh, while this is going on. As a uh, as a sign of of good faith, Tony brings Mary Jane and and their daughter to hang out with Peter while Steve and Tony talk. And it, it's they're they're just when you kind of sum up the issue, it it feels like it it should it, it kind of was a quick read. It's not like there was a lot that happened, but it the setup seemed to have gone on for like half the book. And and then we get to the to the meeting, but it was I, like, like Jason said. I mean, the art the art's fantastic. Um, I'm not saying that you was wasted on it, but it, it the story just wasn't stellar for me. Mm. All I got to say is, gravity plus motion plus brandy equals great panel. The part where 
daggers running from oh, yeah, uh, yeah. T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. dear God, that's a great yeah. panel. Oh, yeah, it looks yeah. great. Yeah. You, you can draw the women. Yeah, but look at, I mean, that's motion right there. They're, they're, those things are effective. Yeah. But oh, yeah. That's a great, great panel. Yep. But I, I'm looking at it now, and mm-hmm. there's a point in the book where it all, like, all the fantastic elements just go away. And you get basically talking heads. Yeah, because we're in present for, day for a, or they're... Right, for a bunch of, bunch of pages. That's yeah. true. I mean, obviously there's more to it than just talking heads, but the, you know, the bodies are there too, but it's, it's just kind of like low key after a certain pa- page. I didn't read it yet, so I will. But what about, is that uh, Peter with that? the wings? Yeah. That's Peter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about, um, uh, not crazy about that. What? I'm not crazy about that, Peter Parker. Oh, Peter with the wings? Yeah, not feeling it. What about Squadron of Sinister issue number two? Of course. Yeah. That's definitely one of my favorite of this, of this stuff. Of this, of this. No doubt. Yeah, I think that's, that's one of the ones that without a, no question, Squadron Sinister is, is one of the top books. Yeah. If visual story wise, yeah, it's nuts how good that book is. And unless, unless they screw something up when people ask us down the line, you know, so what were the highlights of Secret Wars? It is Squadron Sinister. It's that is yeah. that's Night, definitely Nighthawk is making moves, not faking moves too. Seriously, yeah. and and he's just yeah. and yeah, he's he's in everybody's business. I mean, I'm I the the old school new universe. I I think that's a nice touch. There just there are oh, they're that, they're that. smart about oh the with the four wide walking down the street. There, there's just the it's. It's smart. It's not, uh, not hitting you over the head with the Easter eggs or, or, hey, remember this from, it's just, the story is just, it's, it's playing out logically and I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. I mean, the, 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 the four, it, it was just, it was, it was, and, and it looks great. It's, you know, Pacheco and, and, uh, Marino, right? They're, they're doing, they're doing great work. The one panel with Captain Savage. And and uh, Combat Kelly, Sarge, Sergeant Fury, and Combat Kelly. Mm-hmm. My God, yeah. how easy is it? You know, you just throw these characters at me, and I'm like, uh, you got me. I, I'm totally incapable. Yeah, I felt of the same way about the panel. I felt the same about the page before, where you get Spitfire, Starbrand, Kickers Incorporated, and Merc. And yeah, I'm like oh yeah. snap, it's nuts. Uh, and for the record, I have always loved that Sandman costume. I never, really? th- I thought they should have never got rid of that. That is like the Sandman costume for me. Because he looks like a supervillain. He doesn't look like a guy that was just like at the corner deli and mm-hmm. decided, you know, to go rob a bank with the, with the stupid sweater and stuff. That's a costume. Look at that. Right. This is great stuff. Yeah, that's, I get a, that's Avengers. I get an Avengers Forever feel. Oh, for that's sure. Obviously, yeah. you know, obviously, because there's so many characters and there's so much, so much going on. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you all read any image this week? No. Wow. Uh, Sounds so excited about that, Vince. I, <laughs> did I? Did I? Uh, I uh, Copperhead number nine, David? No, not yet. Oh. I didn't know that was out. When did that come out? Today. Last week? Oh, today. All I got to say about that is she's forming a posse. Of course she is. It's awesome, dude. So the, the 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 way they're embracing the Western aspects of this just makes me giddy to no end. 
Um, how about uh, Southern Bastards number 10? No, but I did get the... Uh, I could duck with you guys. I, uh, dude, I know. Oh, 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 oh but you... Says the guy. Right. Yeah, exactly. see, that's okay, <laughs> though. Uh, but I did get the... Uh, I, I, I got the email saying that my uh, my issue of Southern Bastards number 10 shipped. So, I cannot wait. <sighs> well, it was very, very good. Let me just say that. I look forward to discussing it with you guys in the future. About three, about three weeks, we'll get to that. <sighs> it seems that I way. didn't even know, I didn't know the damn thing was out. It's it's so many good books, but so little time. And yeah. I, basically, I, I was in a blackout for two weeks. So you were. That's I'm true. Just start catching up on stuff now. For reals. Yeah. I did reap the rewards of the cheap Marvel hardcovers yet again, and oddly enough, Are books a million. No, um, comics on the green. I got the uh, Liefeld Simonson New Mutants book, uh-huh. eighty six, eighty six to ninety eight. I think mm-hmm. are reprinted, and I sold all those. So it's nice to have them at a, at a really really affordable price, and I got a Thor volume too. It's around two, two oh six around there. Uh, uh, Jamba Seema's drawing. Some of it's inked by Sinat, and then not. But it's it's the whole um, Asgard is uh, going down in flames uh, storyline with the aliens and so. it's good stuff. But you can't beat the prices on those things. And I was actually going to call you from the store because they had a couple of Punisher volumes that. Uh, Parlov drew, and I was going to see if they were worth getting, and it's probably stupid of me to even question that, if Goran Parlov's drawing the Punisher, right? Yes. Yeah, I just should have bought yep. them. Yep. Damn it. Probably won't be there this week. You done fucked up. I did. I, did, I done <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I love that. You done fucked up. <laughs> but anyway. So yeah, keep an eye out for those Marvel volumes. That's a, I'm glad they overprint them bitches. Because we just kind of just reap the rewards all over the place. You're not lying. Anybody read Prez? No. I'm very curious about that book. That one no, I, I haven't read it yet. I love the old Prez. It was such a weird book. Yeah, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's nothing like the old Prez. It's a, it's a girl, right? Yeah. Ah, that's a nice spin on it. I mean, if you're going to do a... Do it the same. Why even freaking bother? But it's nice that it's they they flipped the script and now it's a, it's a girl. That's cool. I like I said, I'm curious, and that, that you know, for me to be curious about DC, that takes some doing. Mm. But the only book I really read is is uh, two books: Omega Men, and I read uh, Mister Pfeiffer. Happy birthday, Will! Oh yeah, happy birthday, Will! I read I read the Teen Titans. Do you? Yeah, he's got a good, he's got a good handle on them. I'm I'm enjoying it. Cool. But I'm, I'm 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 gonna call my shot and say that uh this latest announced batch of Vertigo books is gonna put Vertigo back on the map. Call my shot. See, I don't even remember what was announced, so Because you weren't you weren't you weren't here. You were in lockdown, dude. Oh, well, so it was the recent thing. It was it was announced in yeah. San Diego. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't catch any of that. What did, we, did you guys cover this? We did in depth. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, <laughs> That's uh-huh. 
I wish I could drop a kind of bomb like that oh, every week. Shit. And that was great. Uh, one of the ones that we were very focused on, because uh, since you mentioned uh, friends of ours who are writing for DC, Mr. Tom King is doing a very good book along with uh, Mitch Jarrods of Punisher fame. They're doing uh, a book uh, called The Sheriff of Baghdad. Hmm, that sounds very intriguing. Yep. And um, were there any fables-related books at all in in these new titles, or that? No, these are all new, all new books. Except there is a Lucifer book, which is not being written by Mike Carey. But other than that, these are all new. Oh man, there must be a Fuhrer, because I think he's the dude that's um, almost always associated with that character. He wrote the whole right. thing, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, he, I'm, I'm imagining he co-signed off on on it, right? And Vertigo amazes me because the, I know people who don't read comics that absolutely adore Lucifer, like the strange Vertigo books that even diehard Vertigo people would sometimes pass on, like loves Hellblazer and Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, man, these things are like they're, they're some of his favorite fiction of any medium and yet totally mm-hmm. blanks on any other comics, you know? So they, when they click, they click hard. Right. I, I've never, even, even, um, when I was consuming mass quantities of vertigo, I have never read Lucifer. Can't even tell you. Also, if we were on last week's episode, you would have, uh, uh, that, would, that would be my blind spot. Lucifer. Never, never read it. You would have had right. something after the conversation. Yeah. Right on, right on. Yeah. So I heard Scotty uh, is missing um, a lot of chunks in his comic history. Oh, yes. And and the one that really floored me, Jason hasn't read Ronan. <laughs> what? Uh, we, we actually remarked on the show that you would be somewhere when you heard that losing your mind. Seriously. It's, it's a masterpiece. This is even an absolute. Do you have the well, absolute? The, the whole... I again, if you listen to the show, <laughs> you would have heard me remark that it's like the one absolute I ha- I do not own. Oh man, uh, I don't have many absolutes, but they're almost all Frank Miller. There you go. Rightly so. He's about as he's about as skinny as an absolute these days. So I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> That's craziness. I'd, I don't even recognize the guy. Like, who is that? Oh, I know. Why? I, I, my heart goes out to him, though. I mean, for whatever reason, if he's sick or if he's got you know, something going on, I, I, I feel for the dude. I just like, I, and it's not any of our business to know. No, no. As, that is as true. far as we're concerned, he's two names on a on a credits page. We don't need to know what goes on in that. That's the fucking internet yep. doing all that shit. Yep. 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 But if he needs help, I mean, yeah, I'm sure people will rally to his cause, but, and rightly so, but I don't need to know the specifics if there's no you, warrant you, for it. You know what I read last week? What'd you read it? Uh, Four Eyes. No kidding. Yeah. That, that's complete? It's complete. Oh, nice. Just the collected edition was just put out. That's your buddy Joe Casey. I own all the issues somewhere, but I had forgotten about it a long time ago. Um, well, there was there was quite a, a yeah. distance between like three and four, right? Yeah, Joe Kelly and Max Fiumara. I thought it was Joe Casey. I always get those two guys mixed up. 
No, no. Joe Kelly. Nice. Yeah, Joe Kelly. From Deadpool fame. Oh, by the way, he's uh, coming back to do Deadpool. No way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Dead, Deadpool. Is it Deadpool and Spider-Man, David? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah, I, I saw that. What? I saw that um, on the uh, that site that they were going to do Deadpool and Spider-Man. It's kind of cool. It's very cool for us. Yeah, yeah Spider-Man Deadpool. Oh, and it's by it's, McGinnis, too. Yeah. Joe right. Kelly and McGinnis. Why is David laughing? Because you're like, <laughs> laughing. You're like, because, because it's like, yeah. It's, I gotta, I gotta catch up. I seriously gotta catch up. Like you said, I'm on the plane, like, oh, yeah, that's No, the one thing, you just mentioned Spider-Man, and I'm, I'm really, really scared about the, the future direction of, of Spider-Man. I'm, I'm telling you, because that's the one book that more often than not, I mean, I, I just don't like to not buy Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man specifically. Mm-hmm. That, as David, I, I, I agree with David. It, it is. That's the flagship Marvel title. And it has been for a lot of years. It shouldn't be, but, but it, 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 it is. But it is. And I don't like to say, I mean, yeah, you can dick with it and take Doc Ock and put him in the title role for whatever. But to, I mean, Peter was still a part of the book, even though Doc Ock was in the, the, the command chair. I'm, I'm, I just don't, don't get this Miles Morales thing. I don't get it. Just to, to put him in the book and make Peter like this this mentor? What? Uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling that. I don't know if that's what's going to happen. That's what they said. Who said? They said Peter would be relegated to like a mentor role. In, in which and, book? And in maybe amazing. In, no, no. Or Spider-Man, whatever they yeah, choose. Yeah, Spider-Man, which is going to be the Miles book. So, yeah, so he'll be the star of that book. And Peter will show up and be like, hey, you should try doing it this way. But Amazing Spider-Man is going to be Peter's book. I don't see Amazing Solicited. It's, I'm just dude, seeing it's, it's it, with the shitty Alex Ross cover. Dan Slott's writing it. What do you mean? Yeah. I didn't see this. Was this within the two weeks again? Yeah, it was before oh, that. I don't know. I didn't see that at all. Well, yeah, son, just, you got to catch up. Dude. Messed up piece of dookie episode. Well, we I'm, glad, I'm glad we just glossed all over four eyes. No, I want to talk about that. Because, I mean, to tell you the truth, I only read the first issue. I would like to know how, how it goes. <laughs> I done, I done, oh, I done fucked up again. <laughs> oh, Tell me about the four oh, eyes, Jason. God. Well, it's about a little Italian boy who love them. <laughs> I'll leave that there. Uh, um, and uh, he is on the beach on a little family vacation with his dad and mama, and he sees his dad go into a cave, and then he sees his dad get killed by a dragon. And, uh, as it turns out, this is essentially, um, turn of the century New York City, the same kind of turn of the century New York City we've read about or seen in movies before. The only difference is in this world, dragons are real. Mm-hmm. And so this is a story where this guy basically was in order to support his family, was working for a mobster and the mobster ran a illegal, uh, dragon fighting you know, betting sort of situation. And so he would hire these guys to go and find and capture dragon eggs so that they could train them to fight in the arena. And, um, it's, it's just, it's, it's structured very much analogous to like a Bronx tale or something where, you know, this kid is brought into 
this life of, of the mafia because of, out of necessity, but he's also got a little bit of a revenge factor going on. Um, and, uh, we only have, I mean, as you noted, it only went four issues and it was just, it was supposed to be a lot. We were supposed to get a lot more of it. This was supposed to be the first four of a much longer story. So in essence, we don't, we don't quite get much resolution. Um, we just get a lot of, of, of setup of to the, the protagonist, which is this young, this young son who eventually goes to work for uh, the mobster himself um, and convinces him to let him become um, a dragon um, catcher, you know, an egg catcher. But um, but it's uh, it's it's really cool. I mean, the 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 story itself is what it is, but but it's Fiumara's art, I think, which really does the trick. It's this hyper detailed black and white with gray tone artwork that. Uh, is just stunning. And, uh, you know, as a Kaiju fan, Vince, cause if you only read the first issue, you didn't get into this, but, um, there are tons of different types of dragons and we see a lot of different types of dragons fighting. And it's pretty neat. Really, really smart character designs by Fiumara. Um, the, the first dragon we're introduced to is what I would call traditional, right? It looks like smog or something like that. Right. But, yeah, but then yeah. the ones it's fighting are the other ones in the, in the pen are much different looking. You know, there's like a snake like dragon and, uh, there's an Asian style dragon. So it's pretty cool. I think he does a great job, um, with that. And, uh, and also a great job of making us feel for, for him as well as his mother, who, you know, is a single mom now and she's pretty, but she doesn't have a job. And so the mobster kind of has this smarmy appeal towards her. He wants to, he wants to try and bed her, but she's not, she's oblivious to that. And the, the boy realizes that and he realizes that the mobster's kind of trying to get rid of him just as he got rid of his dad by putting him in dangerous situations so that he can have the mother. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of, it's, it's, it's half, um, turn of the century mob story and half fantasy dragon gladiator fighting. So that's a really unique mashup and, and also two areas of fiction that I generally, uh, find, uh, appealing. So, um, definitely my, in my wheelhouse. I don't know if we're ever going to get any more of this. I feel like Fiumara didn't take to drawing comics too too readily. It seems like he really struggled with with deadlines and the like, and we haven't seen much of him since. So um, I don't know if Kelly would consider going back to this with a different artist or not. I've never heard anything one way or the other. But uh, yeah, but give this a try. The collected edition is out now, or re- I should say reprinted. So um, definitely worth people's attention. Very very unique take on some otherwise familiar tropes. I gotta jump back on that. Um, Four Eyes was um, lumped in with uh, what was it, Bad Dog? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, because just like I mean, there there was a span between issues, and I, to be honest, I just forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got them around here. I don't blame you. I mean, in the sense that uh, yeah, you know, we we, folks. we were yeah a bunch of years ago, right? I can, actually, it was the I remember it was the uh, one of the early New York Comic Cons when right. we. Uh, we were all staying in that one tiny room. Dowdy Gube came. Mm-hmm. That was the year that Dowdy came. You guys were playing Magic. And, uh, that was... And some, someone was farting up a storm. Let's just leave it at that. It was terrible. <laughs> that, that was the year with the big old bottle of, uh, Jack, right? Yes. But was that, so, yes. so this, was this the year on the Lullaby of Old Broadway? Cause that was the year I didn't go. I think you were there. Why wouldn't you be I don't there? Know, because I didn't. I didn't go one year. Oh, um, this might have been that year. I don't know. I think if, if you're, you're sure mentioning Mike, that. so I'm thinking it was. It was. This was the year I didn't go. 
Oh. Yeah, this was the year See, actually. My mind always just put puts you yeah. in the, the picture. Because I, I remember we were walking back from um not St. Mark's. Maybe it was St. Mark's. The comic store downtown. We were walking back from it and uh we called you or we talked to you. That's true. Yes. But in any event here that uh, the man of action crew was supposedly making this giant comeback through image. Right. And you had Bad Dog and you had this and you had Joe Casey had a couple books. And uh, Steve, um, what's his name? Steve Siegel had a book and it just never really materialized. I guess the one thing that came of it that was wildly successful was I Kill Giants. I Kill Giants, yeah. right, right. And let's be honest, the uh, man of action guys don't have to make a comeback at all. That's true. I'm no, I mean, doing, they were, they they're were doing heroes. very well. Yeah. They were, uh, they were heroes and, uh, or was it, uh, was it heroes or was it? New York Special Edition. I can't remember. But yeah, they were doing their thing. Look, I mean, no, you know what? It was New York Special Edition because my sons were with me and I brought them up to say hello to them. And as with every creator I introduced them to, they were wholly unimpressed until then I told them that they created Ben 10, in which case they lost their minds. So <laughs> They lost their minds. <laughs> yeah. Is Ben 10 still on in some um, aspect? I don't think they're making new ones of that. I they? don't think they are. I don't know that they are one, but I don't. I haven't seen it in a long time. So, yeah, same here. Which makes me believe that uh, it's no longer a thing. I was I was bummed that Generator Rex didn't then continue. Yeah, it didn't take off. It didn't last long at all. Uh, right, two seasons. two seasons. Yeah. Yep. I tell you, they should treat the. Um, Adventure Time creators very well because that and Steven Universe is all I hear out Ugh. of the kids. Oh, Steven Universe is great. Uh, is it really? Yeah, you should give. You should. It's like you Gem and the Holograms mashed up. No, pirates. no, no, no. It's not. No, you it should is. really give it another shot. It's really good. Uh they watch it all the time. It drives me nuts. You don't like? I don't like that kind of animation. See, I want to. I want to watch We Bear Bears. That's what they have, my kids were just talking to me about. Okay, yeah, because we we saw the um, before the cool. minions they were uh, showing some commercials for it, and uh, it, it it reminded me actually it reminded me of the bear that was following um, that that took the book the encyclopedia from uh, from Finn from that episode of Adventure Time. So I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the um, I don't think it's the same animators, but um, just watching that. Was amusing, so I think I'll uh, I'll set the DVR for an episode or two of that. True. It's amazing how things, how kids turn. Oh yeah. There, there was a, no, there was a time when when like Disney was the shit. Now they never watch it. It's like the Disney shows are all dead, and even even um, I don't even know the the Nickelodeon stuff. It, it's not even a thing now. It's all Cartoon Network. Boom, boom, boom. This is what they love. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and at one time, that what was it? iCarly, like that was everybody watched that. Now nobody watches that channel, at least among their friends. So right. I don't know. I just like to see the swing of the pendulum. Yeah. Be, being old, you know, you get to witness all that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there you go. Yeah, it ebbs and flows. Sometimes the kids like suddenly just don't stop. Like, like they just totally dropped Adventure Time. They they just. Stop watching it. Really? Yeah, they just. I said, "Why aren't we recording Adventure Time anymore?" And they said, "Ah, it just got too weird. We don't, we don't watch it anymore." But yet, then they love like 
like Clarence and Uncle Grandpa. I mean, the one I really <laughs> Uncle Grandpa. Uncle Grandpa is great. Clarence is the worst. Clarence is intolerable. I think. I think I agree with I, you there. Yeah, I'm not exactly a fan of that, but I really love Uncle Grandpa. I just read Holden, um, the for Uncle Grandpa number one, the comic from IDW. Uncle Grandpa. Boom. No, from Boom. From Boom. Uh, yeah. How is that? Batshit crazy. <laughs> Good. It was like an anthology. I, I don't know if it was on the web first or whatever, but it was three different stories within the issue by different artists. So in one of them, they're trying to build a den so they have a magic crayon. So they cut a hole in their wall and then try and draw a den with the magic crayon, but it doesn't work. And then the uh, realistic tiger jumps out and like gaffles them. So oh, I love that show so much. <laughs> Hi guys. Here's Jungle Grandpa. <laughs> so it's so stupid. But yeah. Gotta give boom stupid. boom props too. They they hit on a gold mine with those books. Yeah, you know, I've been um I've been reading Holdy at night. Uh I've been reading him a lot of those books. We uh we've read the first eight issues of um Gumball. And uh, yes. it's great. It's just like the con- cartoon. <laughs> just like the cartoon. Uh, you, in fact it's the same continuity. It's it's the same continuity. So, so does it go like photorealistic? And, yeah. And, oh, nice. I like that. Looks exactly the fa- like a cartoon. Yeah, it really does. The father's really got problems. Father scares me. We find out what happened to him. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it's all his mom's fault. Hilarious. Isn't that always the case? She was over, so overprotective that she turned him into basically a vegetable because he, he never had to make any decisions. So every time he tried to make a decision, she would stop him and say, no, no, it's dangerous. Wow. Mm-hmm. And this is in the, the first trade? Or the first I don't know eight if it's, issues? Yeah, I, first eight issues. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I might get up on that. I, I like the It's Kaboom. a lot of fun. Like I said, it's a lot of fun. I do try and do the voices for holding. He gets a big kick out of it. There's one book that's getting rave reviews and I've never read it. Lumberjanes? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> are you What's so are funny? You weird? Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Lordy me. I'm oh, not getting. I'm, I'm coming to join you. Oh, you didn't like? Dude, I reviewed the first trade with with great detail. When? Oh. <laughs> A month or two back. Was I here? Yeah. <laughs> You've only not been here these last two weeks. You know what? I would say. It had to be a week that I wasn't here because I don't remember. He wasn't here. I think he wasn't here post heroes. There was one week where, and then it was. Let me see. Seriously, I would remember that shit. Uh, it was episode three sixty three. All I got to do is look on my hard drive, and if I have a folder for three sixty three, I worked on it, and that means I was on it. So I'm just gonna go look here. I was not on. Wait, I would bet it's 363 because I don't have a folder for it, which means I wasn't on it. So there you go. Oh, hold, on, hold on. Let's see. Well, it depends on who posted. Oh, no, you're, you're right. You're right. Jason and David, uh, J- David and Jason lobbed the ball back and forth to talk about Avengers Rage of Ultron, Spider Gwen, Ninjak, uh, Valiant, Descender, Justice League, Rebels, Top 5 Villains, Conversions, Pastaways, Thor, Black Vortex, Prometheus, Fire and Stone, and Lumberjanes. Nice. So See, they- wow, I'm glad you mentioned Valiant. I know David read it, 
or at least part of it. Jason, did you read Dead Drop? I read, I read both. I am, I am so crazily behind Valley, and I, I have not read anything in months. Mm. Well, there, there's a sequence in in David. Did you get to number two yet? Yeah. yeah okay. It. There's there, there there are a number of sequences in this Dead Drop series that are so implausible. I mean, and I know it's Alesh Coat doing the writing, so implausible and Alesh kind of go hand in hand. But there are there's a, a teenage girl in in this series that not only gets to drop on Exo, but manages to evade him and does the same thing to Archer. Yeah. Like, how the hell does a teenage girl get away from? First of all, Exo. Superpowered, I mean, basically make the suit do whatever he wants it to do within reason. And Archer, who is extremely fast, extremely wily, and smart. Like, he was trained to kill people. Mm -hmm. And this teenage girl gets to drop on both of them. Like, I'm reading it and I'm thinking, this is totally implausible. So the, the whole story goes right in the shitter for me. Right. Did you feel the same way, David? Yeah, no, I I wasn't. It yeah, it it really just kind of made it seem as though the the heroes weren't. He he had a story to tell, and be damned if if, uh, right. if the hero's ability and and what they actually can do is against Ex- what exactly exactly. That's. Just like shenanigans. The only thing That's I got like, out of it with two issues, the only thing that, that 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 sticks in my mind is is Neville eating a fly. Yeah, what what the hell was with that? I just I'm like I don't know. And again, Alesh Cole. <laughs> so you know you got to expect stuff that just don't make sense. Left field, yeah. but it just it, Neville eats a fly yeah. and smiles about it. But it just makes me think, okay, this is not Neville because we have not known. Or we have not experienced Neville doing, like, off-kilter stuff right. like and, that in the past. And so, I mean, is this just... And then when you get to Archer's reaction and, and how he, he solves the problem, um, you're, you're right. Maybe it, and, and where would Neville be where, you know, like, I'm... I would think that flies just can't fuzz <laughs> around Homeboy's little, you know, console and and where he works and shit i but it it's just it's one of those things where it's i'm reading it and i'm like i don't what the hell are you trying to do yeah, i don't and and apparently you know there's a whole cast of characters this 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 is this a limited series yes okay four issues yeah it's four issues okay. yeah all right so. and i will say that i think adam gorham's art's really nice i like the art a lot yeah, it's yeah, very, very, very fluid. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the, the um, everybody's reactions. There's, there's Archer on a train, and literally on a train, and and uh, you know when when Exo has to kind of um, incapacitate the, the the officers. It it's no, it it works I, visually. Yeah, I'm not feeling the covers though. I I the, the, uh, the, the very the cover to number one. Um, I I, I know we're supposed to. Right, we're supposed to think that that Exo is is dropping towards the Earth with the, but it doesn't look like it. It looks like he's just like flying backwards. Yeah, I don't get the sense that he's falling from that cover. I like the uh, I like the inside covers. Yes, the inside covers are great. Happens uh, because it breaks down locations and the pages that you'll 
come across those locations later in the issue. Uh, I don't think Gorham did the covers. No. Uh, someone else. Uh, yeah. Cover artist is uh, Raul Allen. Right. Yes. But um, loving the interiors. Great stuff. I got caught up on a lot of Valiant. My my again that pendulum. There there are times when I think um, uh, XO is the best book, and then I'll say, oh no, it's Unity and um, Ninjak is really great. But I'm thinking Art um, Evar Timewalker. Yep. M- may be their best book yep. right now. Yep. Yeah. Fred Van Lenty's writing that. I love what he's doing with that book. Mm-hmm. I- you got to get caught up, Jason. No, I, it's just daunting because again, you talk about. I mean, I'm I'm so far behind. I don't know, I don't know where to begin. It just, I it First just feels. Page. Oh, stop! It just feels over overwhelming to even know where to jump in. Oh yeah, this is the best compliment I could give uh, Van Lenty. Uh, Evar Timewalker feels a lot like his best work on like the Hercules stuff. I knew you were gonna say that. Nice. Yeah, it just it feels like it to me. And it, that's that's a because I love that Hercules run. Oh, me too. Great stuff, and uh, it's it's very easy on the eyes too. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I knew David was going to be all up uh, in arms on the Bloodshot because <laughs> you don't like the character to begin with. Who says you don't really care for Bloodshot? Oh, please. You don't. Every time I mention Bloodshot, uh, rah, 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 rah. no, like sh- no, that's that's you know, why I'm not. <laughs> but I mean, blood. <laughs> Here's the mechanic of Bloodshot, Jason, and this is what has me a little depressed because it, it the, the mechanic, the story mechanic, does absolutely nothing for me. Remember when we talked about Bloodshot and he, you know, he gave the um, the uh, the nanites were removed from his system by the dearly departed K, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's back to being, you know. What we, what passes for, for human. He notices, uh, that there's a killer taking people out with the red circle on the chest. And so there's blood, there's another bloodshot out there. So he takes care of that. And it turns out that the nanites just didn't go into one person. They oh, went right. You eight, mentioned that. Yeah. Eight people. So now he's got to track down eight friggin' people to get all the nanites back. Logic would dictate the more people he corrals, the more powerful he's going to get. But I'm sure it's not going to yeah. work that way. So now we get like this Pokemon thing that he's got to go out and catch them catch all. It infuriates yeah. me. I can't read this. Uh, that's uh, Cray. I, 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 it is Cray. David, do you feel the same yes, way? Yes, I do. I do. Wow. I just, I went off on a tangent there. <laughs> that's sorry. That was, woof. No, oh, but seriously you. though, that, 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 and, and I expect more from Mr. Kent. Mm-hmm. Or, um. Lemire. Uh, Lemire. The other one. I expect more. That, that just gotta catch them all stuff. It's, it's just, it seems played to me. But whatever. The art's great. What is? And he's getting all nasty. With, uh, K. Does she or does she not exist? Who cares? He's still getting some. <laughs> He could be masturbating for all we know. Uh, right? She's no, reporter of magazines. Right? And blood squirt. Oh, that's not what happens genius. when he finishes, right? Yeah. It's, maybe that's what it is. It's genius. Yes. It's genius. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it ain't, ain't so genius. Hey, everybody, let me see. Look at the clock. I think we're pushing our, oh, look at that. our limit. We are pushing our limit. Oh, adorbs. 
Ah, I am adorbs. As usual, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. Join, join the D-Sub Army. Cause you can get, (laughs) you can get Dennis the Menace hardcover volume one for 50% off, 1099, 45% off, 1099. Headlopper number one for a true 50% off will only cost you 2.99 and at long last the sandman overture deluxe hardcover will be yours for a paltry $12.49 right that is crazy in your travels i wish that if you have not already checked out the greatness that is valiant the contemporary valiant i wish you would cuz like you just heard they have a lot of great books divinity just ended um not in a way that I thought it was going to end. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I expected something very different out of the ending and I got. I didn't expect not, the sequel. Oh, I got not that and I got, we get a sequel as well. They're, they're just very surprising on a bunch of levels. Um, this book of death, I'm scared, but I'm interested and I'm eager to read it. So there you go. Just check out Valiant. Their, their books, they're, they're killing it on a, on a, Almost all their books. Almost all. Almost all. I I don't want to give them. Well, I already gave um, the DC rundown before the the what originally was going to be my in your travels. Um, something else from the, the new DCU was um, Martian Manhunter. I read the first two issues. That I recommend. Um, that, that that's something that I you know again I don't know it 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 wasn't as as heavy as the uh, as the cyborg where you know hey as long as you know who this character you, I think you can kind of go in um, on the ground floor with that um, is it pi no no actually he um, he is he's pretty much being manipulated and uh he is going to sacrifice himself so, oh. so this way the 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 white martians the 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 he won't um he doesn't want to be used as a tool and and hurt people so he's going to end his own life and um t-shirt superman and 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 cyborg and flash and everybody's going to show up and 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 stop him from um Ending his own life because, you know, Superman is like, I'm the last of my people too. I'm not going to let you do. And it's just, there's a big fight happening. It's, but it's, and the art's nice. There's a, there's a role. That's, model that's who you want to, that's who you want to try yeah. to be. Uh, so I'm going to say in your travels, um, this, I didn't know what the hell to expect from it. I figured, you know, it's, it's, it's two properties that I'm, I'm pretty keen on. Uh, but this is, uh, Star Trek Green Lantern, the Spectrum War. Oh yes, I could. I want to hear. Did, did you love it? I I don't want to say I loved it. I I really really liked it though. The uh, the it's written by Mike Johnson, art by Angel Hernandez, and it's a um, it's the it's the Star Trek 2.0 universe. It's it's the Abrams version of Star Trek, and it is. Uh, Sadly, the um, the new Fifty Two version of uh, <laughs> of Green Lantern, but it's which is essentially the same Green Lantern. Yeah, but I mean, well, the whole noodling around with the uniform and shit like that—that's that's that's, oh, that's what with I'm the saying. hologram. And Actually, no. This surprisingly, the the last page does not have the whole 
stupid spotlight coming out of his chest, but the, uh, you have the, uh, Chang of Kronos, uh, he's in it, because it's the Spectrum War, it's right there in the title, you, uh, you're getting the whole rainbow of, of the, uh, the core, everybody's represented, so, um, this intrigues me. It's, it really, it, it's, it, I like the idea of it. I, I think that, uh, it, it should be pretty neat. The, the, the art's good. Everybody looks who they're supposed to look like. Uh, we, we kick off on, um, on the planet Mogo and, and Ganthet is, uh, trying to, um, escape his fate and, and that's really not happening. Uh, and the rings end up basically going to another time, another universe. And we, um, the enterprise goes to the planet that, uh, that Ganthet was last seen on and, uh, and they find him, but, uh, wait, wait, they beam down to Mogo. Yes. No, see, I would kill to see that. Uh, they, that's just, that, that's a, a geek dream right there. Yeah, it's a, um, he says, uh, it's a big rock and, and, and Spock says it's, it's an orphan planet would, would be a more apt description, but, uh, or rogue planet. And it's, um, it has no discernible atmosphere and there is no indication of organic life. So they, they beam down to, uh, and they, it, I need to get this. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And they find the rings next to Ganthet. They bring everything back onto the ship. Uh, and the, the rings basically react. Uh, it, I, because of the eyepiece, I, I'd have to look, I'd have to, it was, it, it, it was, um, do some of the Star Trek characters get rings? Yep. You are shitting me. <laughs> This is so cool. Yeah, yeah, we, this sounds so neat. Right, no, no, no. Don't tell me because I want to read it. Don't. I mean, don't go into the fact that some of the characters get rings. That's all I need to know. I'm gonna read mm-hmm. it. Now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You should. Yeah. That that is brilliant. Um, I want to read it, that. It looks. It it really is a. Uh, I'm talking about this next week. It, it's it. a good looking book, and and it's just the reason I didn't love it is is it it kind of felt like a a zero issue. It it. I mean, okay. It's going, the second issue is, is really where, where, where the story is going to, to take off. So, um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably love it with issue two once, once, because now this was just basically, this was just a setup issue. And, and from here on out, that's where the story is going to kick in. So I will, I, I'm extremely optimistic. I, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, it just, it keeps going up from here. Um, but when you read it, Vince, and, and hopefully Jason, it, you know, I'll go into more detail as to why maybe I didn't love it, but it, it's all, it, it's all here. Yes, Vince, you, you should read it. I mean, the, the, the rings are here. Mogo is here. It's, um. I'm an easy mark when it comes to stuff like that. I mean, we had, we had Star Trek Planet of the Apes, which was the original TOS yeah. crew and, and, um. That was damn good. We got, we definitely got our money's worth out of I that. I think so. So yeah. this, and, and it's, it's fitting that, you know, this, this version of Star Trek would meet 
Green Lantern. It, it really wouldn't fit well with, with the next generation. Um, that could probably well, work with Deep Space Nine just because of the attitude of some of the characters, but this is, this is fitting. I, I, I think it's, um, I'm thinking maybe Silver Age Hal and, and the rest of the, the, the core would go well with the original series. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so there you go. In, in your travels, Star Trek Green Lantern, the Spectrum War. Wow. You got me all excited. I'm now. glad. I think you're moist. Yeah. Could be. Moist and hard. Could be. In your, wow. in your travels. It's a big one. It's this. But you got time. Cause the next one's not coming out for a few months. Oh. Image Comics. Hmm. Island number one. Oh, oh you got that? That should be in my box. Nice. nice. I'll read that for next week. Is it, how big is it? 100, and 111 pages. No kidding. Uh, what are the physical dimensions of it? Is it bigger than a regular comic book? Like, no. Oh, well, that's okay. I didn't know it was going to be that thick. Thick? Yeah. Thick, like, I thick the, like the ladies. Yeah. I ordered the hell out of that. So it's, um, it is essentially Marion Churchland and, uh, and, um, Brandon Graham's curated art comics magazine, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an anthology of sorts, but some of the series are going to run every issue. Some are going to run sporadically. Some will be one and done. Um, uh, the first couple pages are an introduction by Marion. Then you've got, uh, tw- about a comics issues worth. So 23 pages by Emma Rios, where she, um, takes us to a futuristic world, not too far flung, just like m- a little bit in the future where people are trying to, uh, get new bodies, like replace their bodies. Much like today, people get boob jobs and nose jobs and stuff. It's, it's now people are getting new, themselves put in new bodies. Um, then you've got kind of a weird thing. Kelly Sue DeConnick writes a four page essay on, uh, her relationship with Maggie Estep, the poet. Mm-hmm. It's a prose thing. Not my cup at all, but you know, whatever. Um, I'll probably love the shit that? out of that. I'll probably love the shit out of that. Really? Yeah. Well, I like prose. Well, so do I. What did just, liking prose is one thing, but like, liking prose, like, liking prose in a comic about Maggie Estep though? Nah, just teasing. No. I'm not, don't mean to insinuate uh, you're lazy. <laughs> Brandon Graham, um, we get a little multiple warheads action. Wow. For about a comic's worth. I think like 25 pages or so. That's uh, crazy. And then we get about a comic's worth of stuff by Ledro, who is a underground, um, uh, Street artist and, and graffitiist and the like, where it's uh, anthropomorphic characters uh, as skateboarders, um, set in the eighties. So you know, really cool, wild, eclectic group of books, um, uh, well put together. Certainly, a very well produced labor of love. Uh, every every story is completely different in tone, style, artistic uh, depiction. I mean, it's you know, everything is it's it's. It, I, I would be hard pressed to articulate what any of these things have in common with one another. If, if they're, mm. even if they're meant to, I don't know that maybe they're not meant to, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, um, it, it's like any anthology, right? You're going to have stuff that really grabs onto you and then you have stuff that maybe doesn't grab onto as much, but 
the sum is greater than the constituent parts. And I think that's the case here as well. Sure. Even price-wise. Um, yeah, seven ninety nine. Right. Yeah. So if you're getting the equivalent of three comics, uh-huh. you're, you're you're in you're you're gaining to begin with. But we know, uh, being DCBS customers, that we did not pay seven ninety nine for that. I believe we got the first issue for fifty percent off, and I think after that, I mean, it was uh, the roughly around that, you know, forty fifty percent off. That's crazy that you can get so much for so little. I can't wait to get it. I think it's a smart move. Mm-hmm. And I do not think it's monthly. Am I correct? I think it's bi-monthly, right? Right. Which is smart. No, I, I'm, out of all the image things, this is the thing I'm most excited for. Yeah, and this, uh, in, in multiple warheads this time, Brandon imposed, like superimposes actual photos of himself and his dogs and stuff and his cat. Ah, oh, it's cool. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Are you, do you subscribe to his, um, his email list? His what? No. His email list? Should I? He, he will, yeah, he will look at like various, uh, comics artists and, and go into great detail and you open up his messages and they just keep scrolling and scrolling. Like he just loads it mm-hmm. with images and like, this is what I'm reading. This is what I'm into. You know, I'm glad to see that he's channeling some of that into like this anthology because it sounds like more of the same. These are the people I like, and oh, wouldn't you know, they're all under the same banner of something that I'm editing. That that, that just makes sense. Right, yeah, I think that is the, the conceit of the book, for sure. Just a place yeah. for he and Marion to edit and feature stuff that they groove on. Um, Smart. The, the other really cool thing I should say, for those that haven't read Multiple Warheads, this, Brandon um, gives us his version of Little Nemo in Slumberland as, when he's, as if he's visiting the Brandon Graham Multiple Warheads world. Which is pretty Can't cool. Wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, it looks like my reading choices are all sewn up for next episode. Thanks to both of you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Because my box is coming. I got the alert, and it will be here in more than enough time for me to read those. For Word. Nice. You know, you mentioned Star Trek 2.0. I, I, I actually think I love those movies. Yep. They're smart. Um, and I watched um, the second one not too long ago. Uh, and I also watched, and God help me for saying this, I watched Attack of the Clones okay. just because just because it was on. Okay. It was on. So I said, what the hell? Let me see if this thing is as bad as I remember it being. It's not. It's an abomination. <laughs> no, it Attack of the Clones is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Stop it! No, seriously, Get out it's, of your it's, score, dude. Stop. It's, it's it's a terrible movie. Oh. He is so he is so wooden and lifeless. Oh yeah, yeah. It, yeah. And and it's like that whenever he goes, Anakin. whenever he's near her, yeah, it's like right. he sucks all the acting ability <laughs> out of true. her. Her her lines, it's like she's a robot. Oh Annie, how you've grown! <laughs> like who is this? I, it's it's really an, it's it's an affront to the senses that movie. Well, you got to remember, it's all about generations, though, man. I can say my kids and all their friends. That's they they love that movie and are Star Wars fans because of it. So, well, I mean, okay, there's that, but oh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to disparage Star Wars. Well, dude, Sebulba. <laughs> okay, present, dude. <laughs> if, if, if that's yeah, Sebulba. <laughs> Oh, Annie! 
Henry, you little bastard. Uh, how you've grown. Look at you. Let me, let me touch your penis. So stupid. Lucas found a way to be unbelievably racist to just about every creature without getting in trouble for it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just not feeling it. Even the arena sequence, which is the highlight of the movie, it's just so annoying. Dude, any movie that gave us the concept of midichlorians worked in the canon is fucking golden. I see now. I know you're not being serious. Yeah. You're not being serious. Pod racing, dude. I, I, uh, speaking of the, uh, no, I, I know, (laughs) uh, obviously that, um, that, that into darkness is flawed, but I'll still, I don't think so. I don't think there there are parts where it's just like, it, it does. It, it, when I want, cause I was, I watched it a couple months ago again. And I mean, I, I love the DVD. I, I, you know, I, for the Blu-ray, the it's, opening, the opening sequence is masterfully done when they're all running and, and, and with the red and, 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 the, the, and then the, you see the, the enterprise underwater. Oh, oh, that's awesome. That's it's, it's, it, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, it's masterful. And I, I enjoy, I enjoy it a lot. And, and I, I know that there are people who, have problems with it. So I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging them and that, but I, I still think it's a great time. And I, um, a couple weekends ago, I was just for the hell of it. I, I forgot that the, the new movie was coming out, but I, I was watching the, um, the last mission impossible movie ghost protocol, which I thought was great. And, and for some reason, like this past weekend I had, which I know Vince loves, um, skyfall. The, the the last James Bond movie yeah. I had that on fucking constant repeat. I, just, I think Skyfall is great. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a confession. Uh huh. While you guys were doing the blind spots in your in your comic book um reading, uh-huh. I'm gonna do one for movies, and I have a shit ton of blind spots in my movie. Yeah, you uh, do. Experience. I have never seen a single Mission Impossible. I have never seen. Avoid the second single- one. I've never seen a, a single born identity. Wow. Movie. Yes. I've never seen the transporter. Any of them. This is the first one. In, oh in fact, I, first. I, I almost could, could have said that I have never seen a fast and the furious, but I did catch one of them. Oh my gourd. My blind spots from movies are, they're, they're, they're exhaustive. I mean, I got, oh. I got really big blind spots. But on the flip side, if you ask me if I saw this movie, little known black and white horror movie from like whatever that maybe the director's mother has, I probably have seen that. Right. So it's it's like I I like the fringe shit, but the the big box off. I I just I've never seen Top Gun. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, I've that never is seen. Gray. I just never had a, an interest in that kind of stuff. What entertaining movies? I was just gonna say, right? No, like... Tom Cruise. I I just you know. I've seen Risky Business and eh, maybe one or two of his movies. That's about it. Rain Man? All right, Vince, before we sign off for the, for the, no. give ourselves the fans, I have a list here. A hundred obscure horror trash films. This is, they made up the list. I'm not, that's not my name. This is their name. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to throw a couple out and you tell me if you've seen them. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mosquito. Uh, it's a Roger Corman thing. Yeah, I think. Yep. Pale Blood. No. Oh, Night Visitor. Yes. The Undertaker. Yes. Crystal Force. No. 
This is probably extremely entertaining for our listeners. Keep going. Dude, relax. We're signing okay, off. No. This is the sound of The Unborn. Yeah. Alien Space Avenger. <laughs> You're not going to believe me, but I have I have something <laughs> on my hard drive called that, but I've never watched it. Okay. The Runestone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Phantom of the Mall. Yes. Meat Pies. <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> that one looks great just looking at the cover of it. That looks like something I would actually enjoy watching. Um, okay, five more. These are the top 15, by the way, I'm getting in this list. These are obscure movies? That yeah, obscure, obscure horror movies. Um, Alien Outlaw. No. I Was a Teenage Zombie. Yes. Spirits. Spirits. When was it made? 90. No. Nightmare Weekend. 86? Mm-hmm. Is that the date on it? 1986? Yeah. yeah, I have seen that. Jennifer. Ah, yes. <laughs> there you go. Those are the top 15 right there, so. Yeah. It gets worse. I mean, I, I love it. How about Mongrel? No, I haven't seen that. Jacko? What? Like Jacko Lantern? Um, no. Oh, so you got some catch now up to do, Now you're making me feel bad. What else? <laughs> Trapped. Blood Savage. Blood Salvage. Blood Salvage, I have that, yes. The Regenerated Man. No, but I've heard of that one. I've never seen that. When, what's the year on that? 74? Uh, let's see. It says lab work can be hazardous to your health. Let me click on it. It doesn't have the, the cover. It doesn't have the year on it. Let's see. Um, not, it's not let me click on it to find out what the year is. No, know. I've heard of that, though, but I've never seen it. I got, uh, dude, I have so many movies to watch. I know what I like to do. This is nuts. Whenever you see those um, value sets where, and usually it's by the same company, mm-hmm. where you get like 50 movies in one go for like maybe nine bucks, I buy those things and watch the shit out of them. And the movies are horrible, but I love them. Shockma? Shockma? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Vagrant? Uh, that, see, that I, I've seen a couple movies with that title. This is 92. Mm, probably not the '92 one. All right, uh, all right. It's not. Let's 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 talk about something else. Because right, I'm getting upset that I haven't seen this. <laughs> I'm going to send you this link. This will give you new fodder to watch. Please, please, please send me the link, yeah. yes. But you, you, as a Star Wars fan, you can't love those those first yeah. three movies. Yeah. You, you can't. You're just saying it because your kids love them, and so therefore you find some enjoyment in your kids' enjoyment. Those movies are poop. They are. Sh- Stream esteem and poop. Um, the first one isn't so good. I like the other two though. I, I do. Look, I mean, they're not like the first three, but I mean, well, again, it's it's. I don't think it's fair to hold them up against that. And it's such a drastic. I know it's thousands. Is it thousands of years before the events of? Four, four, five, and six. No. How many? It can't no. be thousands because Luke and Leia oh, are dude. born at the end of the third. Yeah, he becomes Darth. It's right before. Right, right, right. You're right, right. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, but it's such a drastic visual shift from. And I know the the rebels cobbled together whatever they could just to fight the Empire. Okay, I get that. But visually, look how different those two eras look. It's 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 like it's it's not even close. 
That's why I saw the trailer for the new one, and it looks like it could take place in the same rough time period as 4, yeah, 5, and 6. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That just makes sense. Yeah. I hear you. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. I hear you, dog. Oh, Andy. <laughs> oh, Andy. Oh. You little bastard. Like well, and, and then the second one, it, it, Obi-Wan wasn't even looking at, at, at the thing. <laughs> It's like the, the the CGI was just horrible. It's like where wait where 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 the fuck are you looking at? When I don't I don't know where you're looking. Yeah, that could be another part of it too. That CGI is just rampant yeah. in those movies. How about how about Nightmare Sisters, Vince? <laughs> yep. Sex isn't their only weapon. Da, da, da. Did you send me the link? Yeah, dude, in, in the Skype. Oh. Right next to the Amazing Spider-Man news. List challenges, hundred obscure horror films. I bet you Mosquito is a Roger Corman thing. Mosquito. The Undertaker is Joe Spinell. Yes. Oh boy, Phantom of the Mall, Runestone. Yeah, Jennifer, uh, Regenerated Man. Okay. This is vagrant. The Chair. Whew. I think I saw that in the theater, dude. Cheerleaders. That's a definitely a given. Zombie Death House, Witchery, uh, yeah. Deranged! Oh, Deranged is a fucking classic! <laughs> How about Singener? Bob, yes, Bob Clark? Are you kidding me? Alan Ormsby had something to do with, that, that's about Ed, Ed Gein, with the, oh, it's a, Robert's Blossom, it's a great, great, great movie. The Hearst sounds familiar. <laughs> it's totally unsettling movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stanley, I've seen it. A good number of these, so I don't feel so bad. Uh, before we go, I did want to mention something. Um, Brent Anderson has been setting, spreading the word around the social media sites that um, IDW is interested in doing an artist edition of God Love, Man Kills. Oh, no kidding. Uh, but in order to do that, they need at least 55 of the 62 pages. Um to do it, Respect. and so Respect. he is asking if anyone owns the pages or knows someone who does own them, uh, if they might be willing to get in touch with him and, and provide high-res scans to IDW of the pages, then we could make this artist happen. So if you do happen to have any of the pages and you listen to our show or you know someone who might, um, you can contact Brent directly at his site. It is Brent, B-R-E-N-T, at Brent Anderson Art. All one word. And that's uh, Anderson with an O-N. So A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. So Brent at BrentAndersonArt.com. And uh, yeah, so in some, if by some strange coincidence, someone who owns the pages uh, is listening, make it happen. Oh, and one other thing. <laughs> Folks, my kids are going batshit crazy for the fucking magic. They're going nuts for the magic. Jackson just bought <sighs> three... Jackson just spent $25 on three cards on the internet today. What did he buy? I don't know. Gulak, Gurak, Gusak. Oh, he, he's buying planeswalkers. Yeah. 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 Smart. Boy has his father smart, so I'll get <laughs> But, uh, they're going crazy for him. Bananas. And, uh, you know, to again, to whatever extent anyone has any cards that they, uh, you know, want to. And even Holdy's playing it, man. That's so right. Can't even, it's, read, it's, can't even read that well when he's playing. It's a thinking man's game. He's uh yeah, he's he, he's beaten Colin three times already. Colin's ready to lose his mind. Uh, the six year old uh, the six year old taking the twelve year old down. 
Uh, thanks for being here with us. We're all back next week. We'll, uh, we'll impress you even more. <laughs> uh, we hope you join us. If you enjoyed this, please do us a favor. Leave us an iTunes review. That's important stuff. And we'll be celebrating next week. Yeah, we will. How about that? Isn't that neat? It's very neat. Next Wednesday. Awesome. Um, I don't think that's ever happened. Has it? I don't think it has. No, I don't think it's ever happened. But that's cool. Uh, join us next week. Uh, join us every week. We'll be here waiting for you. And like we always say, you should be here because one of us, David, will get really upset if you're not. All the time. S- yes. Say goodnight, David. <laughs> Good night, David. <laughs> the inflection and everything. Well, you are a puppet. Uh, join us. So for you. We though. love you. I know. Wait, hold up. Oh, stop. Bye. Say goodnight. You did. Peace. Say goodbye. Goodbyes. Peace. Go away. Say goodnight, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, say goodnight to your dead mother. <laughs> There's a fever in the street. Yeah.